All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Evan, the third host, and you're about to hear another exciting episode of TSBO of the podcast. Um, so I'm going to be joined by uh, Brian, and we're expecting a special guest at the very end, so make sure you listen to that all the way through. On this episode, we're going to talk about some of our top picks of the year for comics, movies, and TV. Um, we implore you to talk about your own choices for those times for last year as well. Email us, hit us, hit us up on Twitter, whatever you want to do to tell us what your picks are. Um, there's a lot of cool things coming this year, um, like a, a lot, and, and we'll be getting to that pretty soon. Um, so as always, we have the right to use profanity on the episode. We may, we may not, but we do reserve that right. And until then, enjoy the following episode. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. You've got exactly ten minutes to decide if you really want to know. You have built this city. Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've done today. episode of true stories based on fiction i am your host brian and with me as always is evan the third host happy 2018 to all our listeners this is this, this is our first episode of yes the year? this is definitely our first episode of i can remember the year of our lord 2018 i know we put out our christmas episode and i couldn't remember it's been a hectic few weeks thanks facsimiles how's the new year treating you i mean it's the same as as any other year, I've been busy. Uh, I've been busier than the, the normal. Uh, I'm trying to uh, fit in time for my workouts because I'm uh, trying to work off that uh, holiday. Your glut. Yeah. How about you? Working. Yep. Getting ready for school. Start up. Yep. Um, how many classes do you have left? Four. Four this more. Four? Yep. You're done. Completely? I'm on my last semester. Nice. Uh, I'm contemplating if I continue on for. My master's program, as we've discussed, mm-hmm. our uh, employer that we work at mm-hmm. pays for schooling. Uh, pays a good portion. A good portion, yes. For schooling, so yeah. um, means no secret. Evan and myself work in a retail environment, and yes, you know, brick and mortar retail at that. Who knows how long jobs are safe for? So why not for that education? But I went back for the last. Three years. Have three years though? Uh, I think it'll be close to three years. I didn't do full time classes my whole time I was doing it. Gotcha. Um, which is something I never thought I would ever do. And um, little, little burnout. I've. Uh, <laughs> it, it's been like it, it's been like year round too, right? Yeah, I haven't taken a break since I started. Yeah. And um, last semester was my first time dabbling in. Uh, Full time mm-hmm. classes on top of full time work. 
mm-hmm. took a job promotion with that mm-hmm. during the holidays. Yep, yep. At a different location than what I'd been working in. So I, on top of that, on top of full time classes, full time work, learning a new job, I had to learn a new team and help uh, teach a uh, new manager, someone that hadn't been in management before their job. <laughs> so a lot of shit. It's been busy. Um, I've had the last few weeks off, which have been nice, but uh, I'm ready to get back into it. Back at I it think like it's a crack been addict. A little bit long of a break. Like I'm not like p- too pumped. I'm like I think to get right back into it. I think that little bit of break was nice, but I think it might have been just a bit too long. That I'm like right. oh, I'm gonna taste for what it'd be like. So I don't know. I got some thinking I got to do this. Yeah. semester if I want to move on. Yeah, I've got 17 classes to take, which isn't bad. Oh, I'll we talked about that. you were going back, too. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of a spur-of-the-moment thing. Um, essentially, I thought about what you were saying, that the fact that our company pays for it, and then also I thought about just running on the wall with brick-and-mortar sales in general, and then also the biggest thing for me is the fact that I felt like I wasn't as sharp as I used to be. Because mm-hmm. as the old adage goes, if you don't use it, you lose it. I feel like I'm kind of losing a little bit. I'm still a genius, of course, like Trump. <laughs> but uh, so I figured I'd go back to school so I can get sharp again. After this semester, I, I might, I might not continue going. I just want to see. I, I, I'm filling out this time around. How many classes you got to do total? Seventeen, and I'm taking three now. So that that's going to fortune. Don't I'm done with this one? Yeah, but if you do some summer ones, you could be done in. Yeah, because year and a half, two years. Because at a school that we go to, uh, the, the semester you can knock out two class. We can knock out two classes per eight week. Well, in terms of a sixteen Class, week they semester, three, they do three semesters, but they do them something that I haven't seen done in other schoolings. Which each semester, it's, which is a typical sixteen week semester, is broken up into eight and eight. Right. So I got four classes left. But I'm doing. Two classes in the first eight weeks, two classes in the second eight weeks. And uh, then gotcha. Done. Gotcha. Yep. Which is nice. I, I'll tell you, because this is really the first time you've done this. Uh, my other school I was going to was 16 weeks, and you get to the, about that eight week point, and they're like, oh, yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ, I still got eight more weeks of this shit. I mean, no, uh, I, I, I went to college for years. So yeah, so yeah. It's, uh, so I know how that went. Um, but you get that eight, I mean, because you get about six weeks, and you're like, oh, I got two more weeks. Mm-hmm. And typically, I did, I've done. Mostly online, which I never thought I would get into online courses, but um, online is so nice. You can work at your own pace. I mean, they still have some deadlines, like every Wednesday you have to have right. something done, and then other work by Sunday. Um, but then I'm doing, I am doing one, uh, one in class. And that's eight weeks? Yep. It's only one day a week, so literally like many wow. times. And that's crazy. Three hours, but I've had. The only reason I'm doing it is I would do it online, but I had the professor was teaching it twice already, uh-huh. and so I know what I'm getting with it. So he's yeah, a good, he's a good teacher. Yeah, I'm taking one on-site class at a main campus, and um, that's in, Mid- a, in Midland. Mm-hmm. And that's a 16-week class. Oh, yeah. I mean, which is like I said, that's how I'm used to going to school anyway. Is that why you're doing only three then? Because one of them 16 weeks long, or no, well, really, I'm really doing two because uh, you know how um at at Irvine when you start, you have to take like the uh strategy for success or some shit? I had to take it loose. No. It's part of their adult adult a degree program. It's something everyone has to take that if they told me in like um you can do it for free or you can do it for one credit. So that's gonna be part of my first section along with my on site class which is gonna be e commerce. Then the second half is gonna be uh history. Hmm. 
strategies for success. And like there's there's not even a textbook for it. I don't ever remember taking really? that. Yeah. But uh, I wonder, I'm also doing that three in one program, so I don't know if Th- that could be why. Um, because stuff's that felt filtered in at Delta or something like that. And mine could be different because I, I haven't been in school since I uh, graduated from Davenport in 2011. It could be something you have to do if you're going back to school because you aren't technically going back. You've been at, you've been going three years straight. So, th- well, I started. I didn't start out at Northwood. I started right. out at Delta. But you transferred right over though. Yep. So, in being that, like, it wasn't a gap between. Between Northwood and your previous school, that's mm. probably why you have to take that class. I think the class I'm taking is because it's for people who who haven't been to school for a while. Gotcha. I haven't been to school in like six, seven years at this point. Oh, very possible. Yeah. So yeah, I got a one on-site class Wednesdays and Fridays at nine thirty to ten fifty in the morning. Uh-huh. For for, for uh, and and this isn't like the adult degree program class. It's, it's like a normal class. Gotcha. That's why 16 weeks. And then I'm taking uh, e-commerce. No, no, I'm sorry. That, that, that is my e-commerce class. And then I'm taking, like I said, the strategies for success, which is free class. And then I'm taking history in the second session. So we'll see how, how that shit goes. I may continue going. I may not. Only time will tell. Um, But what we're going to talk about this episode is everyone always does their best of the year. Um shows on anything on tv podcast thing and we're going to be no different this year i actually i've always liked countdowns um i kind of at one point at some point rather like do like a, a top five show or like i have maybe uh rotating lists of uh hosts on there and then we'll go top five songs of this year top five movies of our childhood that type of thing so which we don't a lot of yeah yeah kind of like that kind of like that mm-hmm. so we're doing, as we like to do on True Stories Based on Fiction, we're not giving you a top ten list of our favorite movies. You're going to get about three. Mm-hmm. But we're going to do some different categories for you. Right. Um, keeping it in the pop culture-ish the theme. Mail you of our show. I think that's what that word is. One second. Hey, Google, define mail you. Mail you, a person's social environment. It kind of works, I guess. We'll go with it. Huh? We'll go with it. <laughs> that can be like our third host. <laughs> our third second host. <laughs> that's <to be> Randy. <laughs> <laughs> As you'll notice, Randy is still yet to uh, make his way back. I mean, I told Randy what we're doing, and I told him that I'll give him a few days to uh, record a part for this. I'll try to tackle him to the end. If he, if he doesn't do it, that's fine, but there's a chance that Randy might be on, on the end of this or at some point. Who knows? Who knows? We'll see. Um, so what so, category do you want to do first? Uh, I would say let's do the category that is my I'm the least enthused about first. Um, let's do top three comics. Top three? Because as I've spoken to about you, as I've spoken to with you, I'm like this last 2017 was a tough year for comics for me. Okay. So all right. So uh, do you? Are we, do we? Are we doing a particular order? Like top. Or this is like these are my favorite three favorite. Yeah, in my opinion, when I do any kind of list of countdown, it's in no particular order. Okay, I'm gonna say cause mine aren't gonna be in like. Perfect. I don't know if I could narrow it down to like this is my all time top. Right. But I have my three favorite. Okay. All right. Do you you want to go first or me? Why don't you go first? Okay. All right. So my third choice again, not saying it's third best, but my third choice is going to be 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So one of the most consistent comic book series that I've read in my adult life. I will agree. Mm-hmm. I am nowhere near where you are at. Yeah, because so even I, I haven't actually got me into this uh, current Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles iteration iteration of comics, but um, I was too far behind because I think I always was interested in it mm-hmm. as a uh, and. Ninja Trolls have always held a... As you've spoken about on our 80s cartoon heart. episode. Um, something I always grew up on. Mm-hmm. Um, might have been phases in my life where I like, felt I kind of outgrew it, but I was always interested in the new comic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it was well into the run before yeah. we had discussed Probably about... Probably close to 50 or so. When you're, But you had told me, I was like, this is... Spoiler, it was right around the time that Donatello died. Yep, yep. So, so, so um, that right, 45 that, or 50. 45 or 50, yep. But you had told me... Um, this is one of the probably the most consistent books that's on the shelf, mm-hmm. day in day out. So I started looking. Oh, I'll start getting some trades, um, kind of get caught up. And uh, I was looking at them, and they it's through IDW, right? Yep. Um, Ideal and Design Works is what that stands for. I did not know that. Yep. Um, but the paperback trade trade paperbacks. Mm-hmm. Were kind of weak. I mean, it was like maybe three or four issues in each one. Yes, yep. For a hefty price, like twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel you were getting what you were mm-hmm. paying for. But at the time, they Mighty uh, started putting out these really nice, almost uh, coffee table like beautiful hardcover, hardcover, beautiful collection. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they put, but and they took not only just the main series, but any type of uh, side story, their micro series, their mini series, order and everything. And put too. everything in the proper order, mm-hmm. reading order for it. So I started collecting those a year ago ish. Yeah, I would say I would say so. Um, I think volume two was just come just came out. What's what? Uh, is it typical like a year? Is it like twelve issues or so per? Uh, uh, I would even say more than that. Damn, nice. I'd say maybe twenty ish issues mm-hmm. are in each one. Um, and I got bought the first two. Remember, I had some issues with uh, <laughs> a certain uh, book distributor that got me an issue that kept coming destroyed. Right, um, the whole batch had to be fucked up. Yeah, it was torn to shit. <laughs> uh, but I think I've just gotten ish. Are they my last one? I'm trying to think of the covers. Raphael was on the cover one. Yep. Splinter was on two. Yep. They've done. I think Leonardo, Donatello, yeah. in April. April. So they've done five, and then they've got six and seven that are coming out. And the last one that just came, well, it came out maybe October time frame, mm-hmm. uh, led up to the death of Donatello. So I yeah, actually nice. just got caught up to where uh, it was when I first started mm-hmm. kind of getting into Hearing it. about it. Um, uh, still a lot of catching up to do. I've thought about you know starting to collect the individual issues and whatnot of the series. I mean, shit like... But I'll, the collection I got is nice. Those books line up yep. real nice on a bookshelf and everything. And, like, you're pretty close. I think they're on, like, 75. Yeah, it's late 70s. And okay. then, honestly, since 50, they're having more long-form story arcs, too. Um, mm-hmm. So a lot – there isn't – not a lot has happened since then. And then – um, so since this is our best of 2017 episode, I try to stick to what happened in the last year of those books mm-hmm. and, and also – not be a form of a spoiler for you, but essentially, um, you know what happens at the end of that storyline when Don dies, right? 
They bring them back. Or they bring them back right away. I know it's not too long. It's yeah. like five issues. Yeah. Or something like that. But in terms of like how is how the his soul's like in Matello or something. Yep. But how the status quo flips. No. Okay. So I won't say much then, but essentially um, they fight the Triter. Right now they're fighting the Triceratops. Yeah, which is a very good storyline, and that and that is is a direct sequel to the previous storyline where it had like the trial of Crane because. Uh, if you're close to that, like, know what Crane did back in like, the 30s, which was one of my least favorite storylines, honestly. Refresh me. Uh, Crane was trying to do the Technodome or Techno uh, drone. drone. And then um, he he enlisted Baxter Stockman. And also, they went to a different planet. And on a different planet, I didn't like any of those issues because uh, an artist think Corey Smith did, did the art. And he was my least favorite artist in that book ever. Mm-hmm. But now the second time we came back around during the trial of Crane, it was actually really good. They they also brought in what's the fucking alligator's name? Metal Gear, Metal something. Leatherhead. Yeah, they brought him in. He's pretty good. And then have a, and then Slash has a pretty good uh arc. They basically bring back the Mighty Mutant Man. Yes, Mighty Mutant Mutant Animals. Yep, yep, yep. And they actually have their own miniseries that came out maybe 2016. Drawn by Andy Kuhn, who I met at um, Detroit Fanfare a few years ago, and he drew a Battle Damage Wally West Flash for me. But yeah, but this year has been a pretty consistent year. My only downside of TMNT is the fact they have a second book now, and they still have a, a mini series every now and again, too. But the second book comes out monthly, and it's five fucking dollars. Yeah. And it's only like 10 pages of a new story, and there's a lot of back. back I heard it's a consistent book, though. It probably is, but I, I can't afford that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I got the first story arc. I thought the price was going to drop back down, but no. It's a monthly $5 turtle book, bro. There's no reason for it. And then they also have miniseries, too. Weekly miniseries of that, bro. Oh, like, yeah, they used to the Attack on Dimension X or something like that? Yep, yep. Because, like, during, like, the, during, like the, the trial of Crane, um, like, the turtles had to go find all other witnesses against Crane. And they have a weekly series, like, five issues on top of their monthly book. And 75 was, like, $8 because it was, like, it was like 100 pages, all, all, all new story. And then it has the fucking TMT universe, which ties into the actual main book because of the characters that were introduced that I had no idea who they were because they were introduced to TMT universe. And I'm huh. so behind on that shit. But... Great book, very consistent, especially when Martias Centinialio drawing it. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then most of the, uh, besides for a while, I will say the downside of the book this year, besides the TMNT universe, was uh, Dave Wagner. Wagner drew it for a while, and he was not good either. He was decent, but he, he's not on the level of the other artists that typically draw in the book. A fun fact of 2017 with Ninja Turtles. Okay. Did you know that uh, it was this year that they finally have surpassed as being yes. the longest, longest running, running Ninja Turtle book ever? Is that including uh, the Archie book? Yeah. That was, I like that was a long time. I think that's the second longest running. That was like 60 or low 70s. Really? Yeah, because that book was out for a long ass time. That was the one I used to collect, too. So, going back to that real quick, mm-hmm. Mighty Mutant Animals, because that was a, started out as a, they all got their start in the Ninja Turtle Archie book. Mm-hmm. Then they got their own miniseries. That led oh, back to, then? Yep. Okay. Or maybe it was backups in the Turtles, and then it led to their own series, uh-huh. or maybe a miniseries on their own series. I was like, but something crazy that still holds, I, I still think about this all the time today, because 
I didn't, I never read Archie ever growing up, but mm-hmm. Ar- I knew growing up Archie comics was like that wholesome, yep, family friendly type yep. book, and that was the Ninja Turtles Adventures was always from Archie was the cartoon version right. of Ninja Turtles, Kid not like the shit. more adult Ninja Turtles. That's how they started. This is a great beer cone, by the way. It looks nice. I by the Rogue, the Rogue Beard Company. <laughs> <laughs> What about those white chocolates? <laughs> <laughs> Which are now coming back. I think they heard us talking about it. Now it's going to be an official Twix now. And that, like, that's the holiday season. It's here to stay wow. because of us. Um, Write your checks, too. <laughs> but I remember they actually murdered all the meat, mighty mutant animals. Kill, and killed too. them off in the Archie series well, uh, uh, back in the day. I'm guessing they might have something to yes. do. Yes. But I remember, I was like, holy crap, I was like, they actually killed these people. This it was, was Archie! It was, it was the, the Archie equivalent of the Muta Massacre with Sabertooth and shit. <laughs> well, John Romita Jr. Art. Alright, so what is your uh, third, well, I guess technically your first pick for a top comics? Uh, my first pick is going to be a miniseries. It's not Finished yet? Wait, wait, one second. And then I, I, I will say for the audience here, we have no idea what the, uh, the others choosing at all. So this, this is, this is a surprise for us. Yeah. Same as you guys. Sorry. Um, one that I've been actually really impressed with as of late. Um, it's Sean. Sean Gordon Murphy. Sean Gordon Murphy's Batman White Knight. Ah, I'm behind on that. Have you read any of it? I, the first two, I believe. Uh, how many are out? Four. So I think four the first of eight. Two. So I think technically the first three parts came out in 2017, but I wouldn't consider it a 2017 right. series because when it started. But in essence, it's I guess you could count it as a DC modern day Elseworld tale. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a take of what happens. Uh, the Joker goes sane. Um, there's this medication that they come out with, and uh, Batman, I guess, finally is almost to his breaking point and goes out. He beat the, the fuck out of the Joker. Beat the fuck out of the Joker, <laughs> Sim Narcom. But they yeah. came out with this medication, which essentially causes the Joker to go sane. But he realizes everything he's always that he's ever done. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still rele- relevant to him. Um, but he is essentially the White Knight, mm-hmm. and they he goes on to try to take office. Uh, sen- senator, I believe. I think senator, yes. Um, to try to bring back or congressman. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Order to Gotham City, uh, but he's not out there trying to fight Batman either. He realizes that you know Batman is a means to an end, but you know you can't get there through vigilantism. So mm-hmm. he tries through the newest issue. There's uh comes up with this idea for a task force where they use a lot of Batman's ideas that can help. He's like you know he tells Commissioner Gordon he's like think of how many officers' lives could be saved if you if all this technology that Batman has, these Kevlar suits, mm-hmm. was something that the GCPD could utilize as well. But you find out there's this actual fund in the city, this uh, Batman vigilantism fund that goes to repair, repair the city, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like $3 billion a year, and they say, well, this money could be essentially used to help the police um, as a terrorism-type mm-hmm. um, fund, and that's kind of where it's at now. But in essence, they do a really good job. I don't know if they do it in the first two issues. It might be in issue three or two. But you find out um, there's actually been two Harley Quinns. I think that was in two. And they actually say, okay, the old DC pre-52, new 52 version of Harley Quinn 
was the original Harley Quinn, the one that had her uh, Batman animated series type costume, mm-hmm. the jester type Big outfit. Big-ass mallet and shit. And that the more dominatrix type one was actually a second Harley Quinn. Um, because the first one went, and she actually became sane. Yeah. Too. Um, and the other one's a little more crazy. Mm-hmm. But. And aren't they both fucking Joker now? Uh, the one, the original Harley likes the same Joker. The crazy one wants. Him to go back to his old self. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So it's kind of. It's almost kind of like the yin and the yang, the mm-hmm. devil and the angel type thing on his shoulder. So I think that's kind of a cool concept, new concept for that that you haven't. Seen. Didn't issue three focus on Batgirl? Ooh, a little bit, I think. Because I think they're starting to say like Batman's getting real more rough. I think it's got Nightwing and Batgirl in it. Yeah, I think I, I think uh, I've got the first two, but I'm missing three and four. And four I, just came out, I think, last week. Gotcha, and I keep forgetting to put that put that in Miracle Man on my pull. I mean, Mister Miracle on my pull list because like those sell out, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But I honestly, if it sells out, I could get that shit on Comicsology. Yeah, you can't sell out a digital copy. <laughs> um, yeah, but the, that is a pretty good book because that came out at the same time as, as a book which probably one of the worst books I read this year by a good writer. That Cal Higgins Nightwing book, trash. I'm thinking reading it consecutively in one sitting might be better. Um, or if they would have, or I'm also wondering had it actually been in his run and not as a miniseries, mm-hmm. as kind of like his take on like this is my last story mm-hmm. for Nightwing type thing. Um, That's just what it is from the looks of. Yeah, it's odd because he says it's the Nightwing story he's the most proud of. <laughs> now whether he's just saying that because it's that's what's current, coming out right yeah. now. That shit's trash, bro. How, how often? How many times have you seen that story? Been a lot, <laughs> yeah, bro. And I then, mean, you see it for every every fucking person. I mean, uh, Scott Snyder's already saying that his his final Batman story, which is weird because it was announced this year that after Dark Knight's Metal, um, Scott Snyder's got one last Batman story. That he's going to do with Sean, Mur- Sean Murphy? Yep. Or now, now he prefers because he's being a, a pompous asshole. Sean Gordon Murphy, the first. <laughs> that he is glad. What's that called? It's, like called, it's a, a dystopian futuristic story, and it's called uh, Batman Final I'm Night. I'm tired of that shit. Bro. It's called like Batman Final Night or something yeah. like that. It's, it's weird because it's like, ah, I feel like I'm reading the same thing yeah, I'm writing right now. Everybody wants to write a fucking dystopian series. All right, but yeah. Let's not get too far off track. Uh, right. But um, yeah, so that book is also pretty good. I'm 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 hoping I can find a third or fourth issue for it. My only problem with uh, that that book is the colors are a little muddy sometimes. It's kind of hard to tell what's going on. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this is a darker story, so you can't have like bright fucking Marvel movies colors on it. But it's sometimes it, the coloring makes it difficult to tell what's going on in, in actual panels. Yeah. But yeah, but it's a great book. All right, so um, then I guess we'll go back to me for my second pick. Um, let me see. I guess we'll stick with the Batman theme. So my, my second pick is Detective Comics. Ooh, I'm glad you picked that mm-hmm. because I had to, I was going to include that in mine, mm-hmm. but uh, I think it narrowed out gotcha. shortly. But hell of a run lately. Yes. It has a few ups and downs, but I don't think the downs have been so far down that 
Agree. It doesn't make sense. And it's got a great overarching storyline. Yes. It, it is pound for pound the best Batman team book I've ever... This is the only time we've actually seen a Batman team book. Yeah. Um, and that's... I will say this. It's in my top three, but like I said, it offset. There weren't a lot of choices anyway. Um, but I do have some very con- large concerns with this book, and I go over those before I tell you the good thing. Well, the good things are it's a Batman team book, and every and all the characters are written effectively most of the time, and um, it shows the bat. It shows a different side of Batman that we don't typically see, and it shows him being trying to be a team player, trying to. And he's, the first time we've seen him since he's been super tough the last. 20 years, mm-hmm. kind of more for people as you get, and it's, it's the most heart we've seen in a Batman book in a long time. Mm-hmm. The problems are the execution isn't always as good as the plotting, because James Tinney in the, the four, he could be a little a wordy bitch sometimes. More so than ever. <laughs> yeah, I thought Scott Snyder was bad, but dude, this takes like 40 minutes to read this fucking books. Now, I'm trying to think, so going back I'm just trying to remember exactly the storylines he this did. Year? Well, he started out when Detective first started. He had the one, the first story arc, which was amazing, yep. with uh, Ulysses, bringing back Ulysses Grant yep. as a villain, the general, yep. um, and whatnot. Then it is the first victim. No, first, no. Then it was the uh, curse of the uh, the Hugo Strange shit. That, that uh, I don't really count yeah, that. I, that was I a, skipped it. That was, I put right back on the rack. That was a tie-in to all the other ones. <laughs> But then the second actual story arc was uh, Victim Syndicate. Victim Syndicate, which was again great concept, but the execution was a little lackluster, especially the ending. Mm-hmm. He has what I call JMS uh, disorder. He can't stick his landing. And then the first story arc, they kind of killed off Tim Drake. Yep, that's where the book the book brought back Tim Drake to be irrelevant. Yep, hero. and then killed him. Yeah, which is good plotting. It makes mm-hmm. you care about a character again. Then boom, yank that motherfucker away. And then what was the Third story arc. They, um, they did some smaller then ones. Where... The third one was when he brought in Batwing. I forget what it was about. Yeah, so did I. But he brought in Batwing on the third one. Because he had, had a couple. This year started it... off with filler in 2017. Mm-hmm. But and that's why overall, like I said, it's a good book overall. But I'm trying to think of an actor storyline besides. A Lonely Place of Living? <laughs> there was, well, there's a few of them. They did Lonely Place. Then it got us into Lonely Place of Living, which was a great arc. The Anarchy one was kind of lackluster. Yeah. But the threads in it, the threads in it that leads into the ongoing arc were good. But yes. the actual main feature, we'll say, was a little lackluster. But the one with, with uh, Azrael was pretty good. Again, it was a little long. Yep. And it didn't stick to landing. But the, the plotting and the concept were on point. But then they did Lonely Place of Living, which was good. And I didn't like the idea of having future Tim Drake be the villain at first. Except for they're actually doing a follow-up to Lonely Place of Living over in Superman, Super, Super Sons, and oh, really? uh, Titans. called Because uh, remember, Jeff Johns originally did the Titans right. of Tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Now they're doing Super Sons of Tomorrow. And they're actually yeah. bringing back the alternate version, older... Connor Kent, um, Wonder Andrew Girl, Wilson. and Bart Allen Flash. I'm going to have to read that for the first um, time ever. And it's dealing more with uh, hyper, hyper time. time and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say, as far as getting back into Detective, which that was the pick you had, they're doing the current arc is Fall of the Batman. Yep, and I which, read the first issue. It was a wordy bitch, but it was a good concept. 
but uh, part I want to say it's part three just came out today. Probably. And it's shaping up to be, and I get great, we're in 2018 now, but still overarching story. Mm-hmm. It's good. Um, so you can get to the cliffhanger part of the set, last part two, right? Um, which which came a lot with doing a lot with Clayface in yep. the story arc. What's it need to? Clayface, I will say they're do it's really good so far what they're doing, but in the same instance, I don't like what they're doing. Gotcha. Because um, I don't know what's happening in that yet. Because like the part two came out in 2017, but uh, the concept of putting Clayface in there was was interesting. I hope they don't do it, but they do most of the time. Bring a villain in the book, have them try to be good, then make them evil again. Which probably from how you're looking, that's probably what's going on. I don't think they would. They and here's the thing: it's kind of. Not, I won't ruin everything, mm-hmm. but it's re- it's really good what they've been doing and how they're executing it. But I also don't think that they've put so much in the character and making people care about Clayface yeah. that they're just going to turn it around. And I hope I hope not at least. Part of the the, the character arc that's in every story essentially, um, part of the of the hero's journey is you have to be tempted to be evil and they come mm-hmm. back. So hopefully they do it that way. And then, um, Clayface is an interesting character. He's probably my least, I'm probably least interested in him versus anyone else who's on the team, primarily because they're making him kind of a joke and he's so, he's, he's making him an idiot. He's just dumb. He's just kind of pathetic. So I kind of don't like him. Well, there's a lot that leads into the, the current Clayface character. So you get caught up on it. Yeah. But I think Tinian, realistically, I think why we like is I think he grew up in comics the same time. We did. <laughs> same time we so did, yeah. I think why we like it so like much it, is these like. are so many concepts that we grew up on like in the '90s. Yeah, exactly. Stephanie Brown, yep. Sandra Kane, yep. Tim, Tim Drake, Drake. Yep. Uh, John Paul Valley back in his Azrael. more or traditional Azrael garb. Yep. The only really new ones you got is uh, Luke Fox and uh, Batgirl or Batwoman. Batwoman. And and I I still I'm waiting to see when things kind of slow down. How Luke Fox interacts with Tim Drake because essentially he, he's playing that same role. I want those two to have tension because they're two young super geniuses on the team. Mm-hmm. I, I, how do you feel about because Tim Drake has always been the smartest of the Robins. Like mm-hmm. he was the detective, wasn't always the fighter, but was the detective. Mm-hmm. And that's how they always portrayed him growing up. Like yep. he was the, the one. That, he was the one that actually used detective skills to realize that. Yep. Uh, Bruce Wayne and, Night- and Dick Grayson, or Nightwing and or Batman and Robin. Mm-hmm. Do you like the idea that he is essentially a super genius now, or yeah. do you think it's almost too much? Okay, because uh, uh, as you, as you all might know, I, I dabble in writing, although I'm a failed writer. But I had an idea for a Tim Drake arc that would expose him to being a super genius anyway. All right, I, I've always thought he was a super genius. Yeah, so I, I, it's right. Tinny is doing a lot of shit that I want to do with Tim Drake. I got a couple things I would also want to do if I ever got a chance to write a Tim Drake book. He's doing a lot of shit I want to do. But I'll say right here, because we don't have that big of a fan base. I want to do a storyline where Tim Drake is, he wants to be out of the life again. Bruce has to come back in on a, on a temporary basis and help basically with smaller crimes like gang violence and like he'll fight like the 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 street level type. Yeah. Like those, the Ghost Dragon. I think he was probably mm-hmm. back in the day. He'll, he'll handle that type of shit. Also, he have a he'll, he'll his own company at Wayne Enterprises that he runs, has his own team on. But over time goes on, he he realizes Bruce's actual businessman. He's fucking him over. So then, on his person, in his personal life, he has to branch off from his mentor Bruce Wayne and break and fight for his own company and his own rights for it. Then he's also helping Bruce doing the crime fight thing. So in the crime fighting. 
those two got along, but then in the, their business world, they they become enemies. Yeah. So it would be uh, it would be an interesting dynamic. But yeah, but that that's a story for for a different time. The other part I don't like about that book, which is doesn't help with all the fucking words on the goddamn page. Ninety percent of the books are double page spreads spreads of panels, not just like a big ass punch, but a double page spread of panels with so many fucking words. Look at any of his books. Seventy five percent are double page spreads. But there, now that I think about it, I don't when you go home, to, I'm telling you, 75. percent I know, and that's why it takes a long to read it because they're double page spreads with nothing but fucking word balloons. Huh? It's a good book. Like I said, it's one of my favorites. But I do have that really big problem in it because that's a business issue. Business was the first person who did these double page spreads, spreads that were just talking instead yeah. of action. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So now on to your second pick. All right, my second pick is going to be give me a little more unorthodox because I. Hard to narrow it down. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna pick Tom King, which is something I would have never in my right. life would have ever thought. I'd yeah. put. Um, if you would asked me two years ago, I would have laughed at that. Yep. Um, but Tom King, in regards to the books that I follow, the ongoing uh, Batman and mm-hmm. Mr. Miracle, which we kind of briefly touched on, mm-hmm. but um, uh, since DC Rebirth launched, Tom King has been the sole writer of. Batman, yep, and has been very consistent with it. And he has, he, 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 does he also have like an ongoing arc essentially? Yes, mm-hmm. um, which has led into like the proposal for uh, between Batman and Catwoman. Um, but yeah, he's got a he's and he's kept consistent with a good rotating right. um, cast or not cast artist had. Has Fitz been on it in a while? Because because I feel like he hasn't. Not since I am Bane. I don't know if he's on there anymore. He did. So he did. I am Gotham, which was Finch. I am Suicide, which was that Mikhail. Janin. Janin. I am Bane, which was uh, Finch again. Was that seventeen or sixteen? Two thousand seventeen. I think that might have been. Beginning of 2017? Yeah, because it, it feels like a while since I've heard Dave Finch's name being on there. Yeah. Um, which led into the proposal, which is more modern or storylines with it, but it's all one continuing arc that he's had. But he actually gets his artist for the whole story arc as opposed to... Detective. Detective, yep. any of the Superman books, yep. whatnot, which are just like, hey, let's get an artist... They have their regular go-to artists, but sometimes they can't get them for a whole arc because they do their bi-monthly yep. books. So I do applaud them for getting people, and they're good talent. Um, Clay Mann has been the... Clay Mann, he killed that fucking two-parter. Yeah. I bought that two-parter because it was interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Like seeing a Batman and a Bruce go on a double date with... Uh, I mean, that's a Batman Bruce, but like... With Batman, uh, Superman? Superman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was... As a jokey concept was great execution in it. Although that first part of that, it was getting a little too on the nose of how to kept going back and forth. Oh, he should kill me. I should kill him. I, yeah. I felt like that part was a little bit too long. But part two was good. I think I got part two. I'm not sure. Were they actually going the double date? I, I, and they dress I up. And, it's funny because they go to this amusement park. I know like, I've like, seen It's superhero that. night. Yeah. So uh, Bruce gives Clark the Batman costume and Clark gives Bruce the Superman mm-hmm. costume. And then Lois dresses up as Catwoman. 
But I like the idea that like hey, you find out. Uh, hey, Kent. That's yeah, that's my only, that's my only qualm. To that thing. Hey, bat. Hey, cat. Uh, but you, it's cool because you find out like they say Catwoman's like a master thief. It wouldn't be uncommon for her to f- figure out right who uh, Superman really was mm-hmm. and everything. Um, but the, they did the War of Jokes and Riddles, which was a good story arc. Yeah, and it seemed like it was going to be a lot longer than what it should have been. But they did two interlude issues worth. Uh, Kite Man, which mm-hmm. was where Clay Man started in the book, and and doesn't like Kite Man and the Psycho Pirate like they keep coming back like the London recurring subplots in the whole thing too. Kite Man is Psycho Pirate was done with the whole band I am Bang. yeah, but Kite Man's kind of been a secondary character that's been just continuously staying relevant throughout mm-hmm. the whole run. Um, but not only with Batman, but Mister Miracle with uh. That he's been writing with. Before you go to Miss Miracle, uh, I have a few questions about Batman because I don't read it because I, I don't want to like Tom King's writing, so mm-hmm. I don't read it. But um, I personally, I hate the fact that Batman is dating Catwoman. I hate the fact even more so that he would propose to her. I feel like Batman is too narrow-minded to uh, date a fucking villain. And the fact that I feel like he would be ashamed. I feel like he would hide the relationship from his friends because he would be. His, uh, it makes more sense to me for Batman to hide the fact that he he loves Catwoman than for him to embrace enough to propose to her. Because she's a thief. She's a villain. She is, but I think she's trying to reform her. And, well, she's always been kind of like the, ever since the nineties, basically an antihero. Well, true. basically ever true. since um, post crisis. Yep, true. Because I don't. I think when uh, I mean she is a thief, and she has, and I think she was more a thief in the in her past at this point in time. Um, but I didn't realize this. I get. Um, they showed Catwoman post crisis in year one, where she was like the prostitute yep, and everything. Poor. But did you know that she didn't really make her modern day appearance until Nightfall? I did not know that. Seriously, with her purple cost costume, I didn't know that. No. So. Um, Jim Ballant, who was a great artist. I was going to say the exact opposite. As a kid, I liked him, but not looking back at now, like he just had big ass heads and big titties, man. Like he, he was very like, big titties. He I, wasn't like a he wasn't a mainstream artist to me. Same as uh fucking Kelly Jones as an adult. Like Kelly Jones is not a mainstream artist. He he's just basically flashy shit. Yeah, but going back to it, like they really did the touched on the. Batman Catwoman relationship back in early to mid two thousands with, with a Jeff hush. Lowe, yeah, I didn't which, like it then either, and it stuck around. Yeah, and this one actually seems a little more um, plausible, I guess, because yeah. in the comic, I guess when the rebirth started, you found out Catwoman was actually a f- in jail for right. supposedly murdering her dad, right? eight, no, like eighty some people or something like that. Okay. Um, but you found out she took the blame for her friend Holly, um, so that Holly wouldn't get caught and go to jail, mm-hmm. knowing that she could always escape or something like that. Um, but now Batman kind of—I think her name got her name cleared for everything and uh, yeah, part of stuff. I've never been a fan of the Batman Catwoman relationship. Now I guess I'm a hypocrite. I think my favorite Batman paramour is Talia, which he's also a criminal. Yeah. But at least he's more on his level, I think, man. Yeah. I don't mind Talia. I see the Catwoman relationship make more sense to me than 
I do like the fact that Talia now is his crazy, is his crazy, his crazy baby mom. Yeah, I, I think she fits that role. Mm-hmm. But I will say, like, I, I hope it's not just for a story arc, and then DC tries to. I hope I hope she gets murdered on her wedding day, and it drives Batman over the edge again. Wow, get that bitch. Awesome. All right, but I like the evolution of the character. Yeah. I, I do think, like, I remember we'll move on here just saying, but like when they introduced Damien. I thought it was going to be a gimmick at first, and yep. that's something that stuck around. It was actually something that people hated for the longest time, and, and, then, I, be, and then turned him into a fan favorite character. I still hate Damien because because of Damien, that's when Tim Drake began to get minimized. Yeah, and Tim Drake is, is one of my top three favorite characters of all time. But Damien ain't my Robin. That ain't my Robin. All right, so then, so you're saying that the this choice is, is basically uh, the Tom King written DC books. Yes. All right, so then I haven't read any of his Marvel books. Yeah. They say like that Vision is supposed to be good. It's almost like it's Mister Miracle for Marvel. Yes, yeah, so it seems like now. Yeah, now, now I I am not caught up on Mister Miracle. I don't think issue six just came out today, so they're halfway through the series. Okay, so the last one I got was the book. When it, it was the weakest one, when um, Miracle Man and Mr. Miracle and Barter was ha- were trying to have a last day together, and then in the, in the subtext of he he had to go back to Apocalypse to get fight for to yeah. fight to death or something, like and that. it was terrible. I well, think that was the last. I think okay, back, I think it's on a little bit of a delay. Good, 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 good. Um, and they go like that amusement park or something yep, together. Yep. I'm pretty sure that was issue five. And again, I, I see, I see, his, it was a good. Idea, but his execution to me was a little lackluster. So how I think so it was a book that I didn't end up wanting to start. Mm-hmm. It, it's odd because it was a book when it first was solicited. I'm like, I guarantee you this is probably going to be a very well received book. Mm-hmm. But I have no interest in the character at all. Yeah, because you, I mean, you uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're more of a mainstream character guy for the most part. Very mainstream. <laughs> all right, so I'm um, I don't venture out too much. Blood, I don't know. <laughs> but um. It started getting really, really good reviews, and it was a consistently well-reviewed book mm-hmm. month in and month out. Yep. So me and you went down to Detroit, and I was able to find some third printing or second printing prints of an issues of the first three issues, I think. Because mm-hmm. that, that after I also told you firsthand that it was as good as people were saying it was. Yep. Now, one thing I will say, I don't know how well of a monthly book it is. I think it's a book that read in trade or read in one sitting. It'd definitely be better. Is better because there's not really any consistency, like issue to issue. It's just it's all one flowing story. Yeah, but see, to me, it feels like it could be a Netflix type show that you would binge. Well, I, I guess essentially that's the same thing. That's the yeah. same thing you have. Yeah, but yeah. Um, now Mitch, Mitch, uh, Garrett? Garrett's, He's he's fucking dope as fuck, man. Because mm. art is it's kind of like a Bill. S- Sinkevich, but also like him, he, he'll, he'll flip his style up on, on panel to panel sometimes, man. And it's incredible, dude. Mm-hmm. Where has he been all my life? Because <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 I think he makes that book because when um, Mr. Miracle has his mask on, it's kind of cartoony esque. As when he out of costume, he, he looks like a regular guy. Yeah. I'm just a regular guy. <laughs> 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 I'm a regular guy. I can't play as a big barter. I'm just a regular guy. That's a lot of women. That's such an inside joke. <laughs> Maybe one listener. <laughs> I don't even think she listens to our show. Right. Um. Yeah, but 
I was going to put that in my top three as well, but I figured but my thought process on it was it's too new of a book and it's not finished yet, so I didn't want to, but I, I'm glad you did because I, I didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. Amazing book. Alright, what's your next one? Uh, my, Number oh yeah, three. My, my, my third choice is going to be Deathstroke, which is the most consistent book, in my opinion, that I read. Besides, even more consistent, the TMNT due to the fact that it hadn't had, had a bad artist yet. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. But you've been talking this book up for some time. Since it came out. And I haven't read a single one. Mm-hmm. Um, one of these is when you borrow yours. If, uh, give me a week in advance so I can track them down. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I really haven't read much of it. I, I tell you, I like the character Deathstroke mm-hmm. a lot. Um, Cal Higgins wrote a very good Deathstroke too. Did he? A very good Deathstroke. Obviously, um, I do like the character. Mm-hmm. I think it's a. I don't like him so much if they're writing him as an anti-hero, so much as like he needs to be written as a villain. Hey, this is a villain book. Like, this is not an anti-hero book. I didn't like on Arrow how they kept. I liked when they made Deathstroke a flat-out villain on yep. Arrow, but then they've tried bringing him back lately, which they're not allowed to use going yeah. forward. Um, but they started making them like friends again, and like, oh, they're really? an anti-hero type thing. I don't like that. If he's a villain, let him be a villain. This is definitely a villain book. And that's about all I can contribute to this conversation. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, I mean, um, so since the story began, um, and, and this is the thing about Christopher Priest. Have have you read, have you read like a lot of his work in the past? No, I'm reading his Justice League that he's doing now. So quick sidebar. Is that worth buying? I'll tell you after the first arc. It's, gotcha. it's a different... I think he's only on for one arc, though. Is he? That's what I heard. It's odd. It's a different take on Justice League than you've ever read. And that's like, what he was trying to do. He's like, it's like the Justice League fight in the media. It's mm-hmm. a perception of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting. Is it nonlinear? What do you mean? It is. Does story take place like? Are there like chapters and like? Is it, is it out of? Uh, is it out of um, sync? Kind of. Because he's known for doing that. And that's why. I it remember confusing. The three issues have come out so far. I think mm-hmm. I don't think they've gotten four. I think part four comes out next. Week. I think so. Yeah. Um, but the first issue was good. I'll tell you, it's not exactly. It's not at all what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's uh, Batman makes a mistake, and now it's like the media scrutinizing yep. the Justice League. Um, but there's all these different things that were taking place at the time. They keep yep. flashing two different sto- parts of the story. He right? jumps around. Yeah. Yep. And so that, that's the only thing I don't like about it. Yeah. So that means you, I don't think you'll like this book because uh, of Chris Reprise, I give you a brief history of his career. He's known for doing like the out of sequence Quentin Tarantino Pulp Fiction style writing. He said that he doesn't like doing that per se. He did it for one book. I think he did it for Black Panther. Mm-hmm. But since then, everyone hires him for the, to write in that style. He said he can do it, but he can tell a story that's straight up linear too. But people hire him for that different chapters and have it take place out of sequence, which makes his writing very good still. But it's a it's, it's a chore, not as wordy as say a Tinian, mm-hmm. but you have to pay attention. So you, you can't read it if you're tired. You have to be alert because every little thing is it's kind it's kind of like the wire on, on Deathstroke. Every character who speaks is going to have an important part somewhere in the storyline. Uh-huh. There's been minor characters like the Clock King was in like the uh, was in the the Rebirth issue, and and that and that ties in on the current storyline. Also, um, it does take place out of sequence, but then he he came back to a scene with uh, Deathstroke and his kids and like the. Uh, 
so snowy um woods had a small scene and it next came back into play now um it was like 25 or some shit so mm-hmm. yeah, it's a very good book. You have to pay attention to every every single thing about it, and it all ties in. It's also non-linear. See, that's why you have to pay attention as well. But it ties in everything. You know how back in the day, during like the fucking Judas contract, Deathstroke was a fucking a fucking terrorist. He's like fourteen. Mm-hmm. So it was very subtle. I didn't pick it up until a character came out and said it. But Deathstroke took liking to like like new black. Power girl, like the, the teenage girl. Uh huh. Then his boy, his boy, uh, Wintergrim's like, wait a minute, Slay. I don't, I don't like you talking to this little fourteen year old girl. Like, remember that with Tara back in the day? Cause, so Slay's trying to fuck her low key. He, he being a friend, being all nice to her and shit, acting like he's a hero so he can fuck this teenage girl because he's a piece of shit. <laughs> his wife is also a piece of shit. His son is a piece of shit. <laughs> um, so his, his son, uh, Jericho's in it, and Jericho's trying to be a hero, and, 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 and that's the funny part of it, too. But the best part about the book, Slade put a hit on his daughter so so he can spend more time Rose? with her. Yeah, on Rose, so he can spend more time with her, um, so he can help her find who put the hit out on her. He did it, and that's how he says, says I love you. Huh. <laughs> and then, um, Jericho, uh, Say's friend was a guy named Dr. Icon, who, who built his current costume. So Dr. Icon was a hero in Canada, who who was in Vietnam with uh, fucking Slade, Richard Green, and all those people. So Dr. Icon um, is a homosexual, and so and Jericho's bisexual in this book. So Dr. Icon, a family friend who saw Jericho grow up, had an affair with him, and Jericho is was engaged to a woman. And then Dr. Icon got mad and tried to confront him to know you're gay. So then Jericho, because he's a son, he killed Dr. Icon, took his costume, and became a different hero. Then uh, Slade was fucking uh, Jericho's fiance. <laughs> Just because. Then, Sounds like a soap. Yeah, it's kind of like a soap opera, but Slade's a piece of shit. <laughs> I like it that way. I mean, you didn't draw or write him. Do it that way. He has no redeeming qualities, bro. He has no redeeming qualities. Now, he fucked his son's fiance. Is he still wearing the white and gray costume? Yes, because uh, during a storyline, which I think was happening in the twenty seventeen, the Lazarus contract. Yep, yep. He uh, went. He. he, he that, they tried doing like a hero in that storyline or something like that. What happened was he manipulated. Black Wally West to get access to the Speed Force. So when he did that, um, he, Say actually went to the Speed Force and he, he had a what do you call it? like a he had like an out of body experience that told him that he stopped being evil. He tried to be a good guy. So now on on the front of it, he's trying to t- be a good guy. That's why he started the team with his son, his daughter, Tara. Essentially, like essentially, yes. But you know, low key, he know he's not saying this verbally, but he has his other plans that he's not talking about, and, and was also very good about it. Then he brought in his wife, who hates him for some reason. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a good book. It's kind of hard to explain because there's so many moving parts. Uh huh. But it, it's it's a really good book. Now, do you like your Deathstroke as a predominantly Teen Titans villain or like mainstream, like all around villain? I like him as a DC Comics villain. Like I like Norman Osborn as a Marvel villain, not just a Spider-Man villain. I like oh, Deathstroke as a because in fucking which crisis was that where like beat up the whole league? 
I did the craziest. That that brought him back to the mainstream because he fucked everybody up. Mm-hmm. I think that's what made, it was. What made him really relevant. Mm-hmm. That might have been one of the first times I really read a Slade yeah. Wilson. We fucked everybody up flawlessly. Alright. As he should, because like he's a beast. Yep. Alright, so let's move on to your the, third. Yep, your third. Alright. So at first I was gonna say DC Metal, but I felt mm-hmm. I didn't really want to throw out three Batman, essentially Batman titles. Mm-hmm. Um and I kinda wanted to get over to so Marvel. So I tried to decide. I was gonna say Spider Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man meaning Black Spider-Man or Amazing Spider-Man? In general, I will say Spider-Man. Miles Morales, Colton Spider-Man? I have a hard time because Spider-Man's been all around has been good in 2017. Wait, no, no. Well, who, who are you talking about, though? All around. Miles. The whole Spider-Verse. I got you. Um, well, at least between the three that I read of Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man, and... Peter Parker, the spectacular. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yep. But then I was gonna say, which is finally on Marvel Unlimited, the first two are. So now I can finally read it. Iron Man, because I think. Oh, uh, which one? Oh, like the, well, the whole Iron Man story arc. Yeah, because you got to put Infamous and um, Invincible, Invincible together, because it is one same writer, uh, same storyline, mm-hmm. two different titles. Um, oh, I'm not. Do I say Spider-Man, that, or the Iron Man? I'm going to say this. Okay. I'm going to say the Spider- I'm going to, well, I'll take the Miles Morales out, because Miles Morales hasn't been good. I'm going to say Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Really? Stories. That's better than uh, Amazing? Oh, you, say you say the, the Peter, Peter Parker, Parker Spider-Man gotcha, titles. I got you. I got you. Um, and I'm going to break it down for why. So, although... Mm-hmm. I'll give we'll we'll give some honorable mentions maybe yep. here after a second. Uh there's I'm gonna put it into three different Spider-Man books that have been fairly or two that have been fairly consistent for me, and one surprise one that I think you're gonna be okay. surprised I said. So Amazing Spider-Man's been great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've talked in the past, or at least me and you have. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're talking about podcasts, but. I thought Amazing Spider-Man kind of hit a little bit of a lull when you said it was kind of rejuvenating a little bit oh, with the uh, Parker Industries okay. storyline. Mm-hmm. I kind of always like my down on his luck, Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like the characters to like to evolve over time. Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought was a good story arc. Mm-hmm. Just I didn't like the globe-trotting I aspect yep, of it. Yep, yep. But it was good. Um, inter- the New introduction of supporting cast that they introduced the uh, relationship with Mockingbird. I like a lot. Um, or, but this fucker already, bro. You're on her couch, baby. I think he is. Bro, why would he be in our? He's living in here, fucking her, bro. He's just a regular guy. <laughs> <laughs> is he a Christian or something? Shit, he bro, he's just that? a regular guy. Clearly, um, man. But I think now we're starting to see. Cause I, um, I don't know. Did you read that? There, Dan Slott's leaving the book. Yes. So, well, he hasn't come out and said it, but they're saying it's leading up to basically his last storyline. Mm-hmm. Everything that he's been building up to for years, kind of, which but they always say that. They always say that, But yep. 10 years he's been on that book. Yeah. Uh, I think they just hit, like, it was like this past week. He tweeted today about uh, it. Brand New Day or something like that mm-hmm. came out. And you were right, because I contested it, but he did write the first issue of Brand New uh, Day. I yep. mean, uh, of, uh, yeah, yeah. Brand New Day. Brand new. Mm-hmm. Um... And has wrote, well, I thought we looked it up, but 
Someone else tweeted that he wrote issue 600, 700, and the soon to be 800, mm-hmm. which is three huge milestone issues. Amazing. Yeah. It's probably the only writer done that. He didn't do all those. Or did we were were we just looking up story arcs? I think story arcs in general, because I I know for a fact that he wrote seven hundred because uh, that that was like the twenty sixteen Parker, and I know for a fact he oh, wrote fifteen the uh, Doctor Aqua one that was the first anniversary issue after like during like Brando Day era, yeah, era, era. And he's always and even when they did brought in the webheads or whatever, he was like the lead one. Yep. So, despite, was big time. That, yep. It was all him solo. So was, solo, solo with uh, Crystal's Gage yeah. as m- much as he can. As, as Spencer, uh, so, so sorry to interrupt, but here's what I hate it most about Big Time in in uh, particularly uh, Spider Island. Why did it take that same fucking cover and do it seventeen fucking times? You no, know, like Spider Man in the middle, then the, yeah, it is seventeen fucking half with Mary Jane. It was the same artist on each yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, Ramos. No, it wasn't Ramos. It was. Yes, uh, it was, bro. The one I'm talking about was Ramos. The one where they did the variant, but it was a different... It wasn't even a variant, bro. They had, like, different issues. They had that same coverage as augmented. And the changed costumes to, like, one of the green eyes, but it was the same exact posing and everything. Ramos did that coverage look it up. 25 so I times. Him, I didn't think it was Humberto Ramos. I thought it was someone else. The one I'm talking about is definitely Humberto Ramos. See if you can pull it up. But, um... Because I think it was during Spider-Verse that the... I'm talking the, way before that. Way before that. But it was the same concept. They did a yes. It was the same time. It was like the same pose, but mm-hmm. it was a different Spider-Man on each issue or something like that for that. Sp- Spider Island, right? Yeah. Um, but Amazing has been very consistent. But it did introduce me to a new the Spider-Man books introduced me to artists that I've never read before, and I don't know how long he's been around. But that Chip Zdarsky, did I say that right? Yes. Um, who's doing the Peter Parker's Particular Spider-Man mm-hmm. is a very, very consistent book. Really? And he brings a lot of humor to it. Okay. So. So this won't be fun for you guys online, but I'm showing Brian real quick. So this is the original one I'm talking about. No. Yeah. So then, watch this. And then, so I'm showing him what, what I'm talking about. So you can look see at, it on our Twitter feeds. Maybe. If you remember. Same thing, essentially. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, do you remember seeing that 35 times now? But you remember the one I'm thinking of? Yes. And there was a Mary Jane one. There was one with a Spider-Man costume when he changed it up. It happened all the fucking time. Yes, that's what I, yes, that's what I was going to say. Now, um, from, from what I've seen, Adam Kubert is kind of phoning that shit in a couple. Every, every, every he couple is, of and I think he's about done with that. They're bringing in new artists. All right. He started out like the Adam Kubert you know, and then started getting rushed yeah, it was um, bad. But they did a one issue where uh, he reviewed his identity to J. Jonah mm-hmm. again, which was one of the better like single issue. Is it better than the Peter David Civil War one? Because that was a damn good issue. Um, they have to go back and read it, but it's just as far as a single issue, mm-hmm. this was a good one. Uh, but um, he's got an overarching story arc. In that, where it's actually uh, Spider-Man's wanted mm-hmm. for like some sort of like uh, terrorist thing, but they're going after Peter Parker because he was employed, right? Or he employed uh, 
Spider-Man back when Parker Industries was running. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to get to him, not knowing that they're the same person. My question is, why does Peter Parker's sister look too much like him? She she, she got a masculine face. Who? His sister. Oh. She's got that masculine-ass face. That I couldn't tell you. (laughs) Um, But that's been a very good, consistently good book, too. Mm -hmm. Um, In the... The oddball one that I'm going to say... Yeah, like what's left? Spider-Man 2. Oh! Which I would have never said up until the last issue came out. Because mm-hmm. it was trash. <laughs> That's what you were telling me. Issue 1 through 4. Pure Bendis, as of late, trash. Was it Bendis work? Well, like, he's just doing, like, uh... Like... Like the cable series was back in like the early 2000s, where it's just basically he's just holding. It was a holding pattern. Like nothing really happened. Nothing did happen. Like yeah, I guess at the time when Spider Man when time. Spider-Man one came out, mm-hmm. it was a rel- It was unique because it was the first time that Miles Ultimate and, Universe and like yeah. But then when they just killed off the Marvel Universe or Marvel, or yeah. Ultimate Universe mm-hmm. and put Miles into the main mainstream six 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 right. It wasn't uncommon. They've had plenty of storylines with Peter and Miles mm-hmm. in it. So what was it? And then the, the whole big payoff was supposed to be finding out who was the Marvel Universe Miles, Miles Morales. Morales. Which seems dumb now because he got folded into the current. Yeah. But, well, you find out everyone does have, not, or not everyone, but at least Spider-Man and Miles Morales do have knowledge that there was a right old universe. Yep. So in essence, there would be a mainstream Miles Morales. We'll come to find out he's a, essentially a nobody. Mm-hmm. Um, he's small-time gangster, has worked with uh, Wilson Fisk, but no one you've ever heard of. You kept thinking, like, oh, who was it going to be? I remember thinking he was going to be Taskmaster, but you essentially find out he's a nobody. Um, he was married. He loved his wife. But this was a grown-ass man. Yeah. His wife ends up getting killed, but he's talking to Wilson Fisk, and he's like, well, you know, there are alternate universes out there. He's like, I've met, uh, I think he said, Kingpin says, like, you know, I know my, there's another version of my wife out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. So you find out the whole point of the storyline is about this 616 Miles Morales trying to get to another um, universe in the multiverse to find his wife. That's all he cares about. Mm-hmm. Well, end of the storyline you find out the ultimate universe is still intact. He gets to the ultimate universe with ultimate Peter Parker still. Um, Who's not dead anymore? No, they brought him back. Did they? Before. Okay. In the um, ultimate universe. But okay. He said miles Morales was going to be the Spider-Man. Like he was retiring to let be obviously without miles Morales there anymore. He became Spider-Man. He's working with the ultimate and everything. Mm Um, now they do have some of the characters like Ultimate Steve Rogers was there. I thought he died, but I couldn't remember. There's been so much stuff with Ultimate yeah. Universe. Often, but essentially, you found out he brought back the Ultimate Universe, which was kind of a nice bookend since Bendis is leaving mm-hmm. Marvel. Um, it almost, you almost feel like reading this. This should have been one of his final stories he mm-hmm. wrote because Ultimate is where he got to start with Marvel. Ultimate Spider-Man. Yep, yep. It was just a very, 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 very cool kind of bookend thing to see. So. I mean, but it, it still kind of has a book in it because it's his last Spider-Man related book. True. I think all he's got to finish, he's got a couple more alias issues, got a couple more defenders. And then, like, he almost died, so, like, I think, yeah. like, that's just going to be late because of I that. said stuff's going to be going on May now. Gotcha. All right. So, um, those are our top three. Do you want to mm-hmm. 
Um, as far as a couple uh, just quick shout-outs and stuff I like, as I said, Iron Man's actually been on point. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say this, Bendis, who kind of has been hackish as far as writing goes in yes, recent years, unfortunately. It's sad to say that it just took him leaving Marvel to probably put out some of his better work that he's had in mm-hmm. recent time. Um, Defenders book that he's doing has been consistent since yep. it launched, I think, beginning of the year. Yep. I almost put that on my list, but I just don't know how much I put on there. But he's got some great artwork uh, from David and Marquez. Marquez and uh, I would actually probably put that as the, most, as the best written Bendis book right now. Mm-hmm. But... Um, the ongoing uh, Iron Man storyline is since Secret War that he's been writing, mm-hmm. especially this year with Infamous Iron Man, has been great. Gotcha. Um, some uh, my honorable mention would be Noble from the Cavs Prime Universe. I- I've been giving that a shot because, like I said earlier, I've been a little disenchanted with mainstream comics this year. Hold up. Hey, Google, define disenchanted. Bitch. Hey, Google, define disenchanted. This punk ass bitch won't listen. Okay, you God damn you, punk. Randy. <laughs> oh. Disenchanted. Disappointed by someone or something previously respected or admired. Yes. Oh. Exactly it. Thank you. Fucking cunt. Um, but it, so <laughs> in any event, um, so I've been trying to find, find try out other superhero universes. So uh Noble is is a, is a lead book for from the Catalyst Prime uh, universes which is by Lion Forge Comics. Um very very independent company but they're getting like a lot of big name people on it. Um I've tried all their books out. Noble is the only one that's really consistently good. Um it's kind of hard to explain uh, what is about what is trying to mention. Also Royal City from Image which is Jeff Lemire's new uh Slice of Life comic book. This is pretty good. Also, Maestros by Steve Scorse, which is pretty good. All right, so from there, we're segue right into our next category. Oh, sorry. Do you have a uh, real quick, like, worst of? Like, not all this, but just a... Uh, 90% of Marvel? (laughs) (laughs) I was going to go say, go ahead and say X-Men Gold, X-Men Blue. Actually, X-Men Blue's gotten a little bit better. X-Men Gold, trash. Yeah. Take that trash award. 90, oh, but also, uh, another honorable mention is Moon Knight, because as you, as you, if you just say you know I'm a Moon Knight fan, but this Moon Knight book is probably the best one. I, I didn't like Warren Ellis shit. I didn't like the uh, Jeff Lemire shit was decent, but this is a very good Moon Knight storyline so far. Alright, next, um, should we do movies or uh, TV? Uh, let's do TV one of uh, movies. Okay, all right. I think this will be kind of a quick. Yeah. I, we're going to make it quick because we went a, a bit more than I expected on comedy, which is fine. But yeah, but, um, so who went last? Me or you? Um, you went. I went last. Yeah, all right. All right. So my first one, uh, now my, my TV is going to be very weird due to the fact that I don't watch a lot of TV anymore. But uh, my first That's got to be something that was relevantly shown, not just like. Yeah, oh, yeah, hey, I, I, everything I'm talking about is uh, something that happened in 2017. Oh, I decided to catch Roseanne, oh, Black Roseanne for the first time <laughs> right. ever. Alright. Uh, this is how much we did not discuss what right. our picks were from. Um, the, my first choice is going to be Scientology and the, and the Aftermath starring Leah Remini. It's a documentary series about Scientology and, and the Aftermath where they uh, they interview people who survived quote-unquote Scientology. It's very 
interesting documentary series that tells the uh, the rise and fall of the religion, quote unquote, organization of Scientology. So pretty short sure sleep. Any questions about that? No, I heard it's a great show. It is. I haven't it's watched the second it. season. Um, I have not seen it. Um, but no, I've heard really good things about it. Some of the shit that they believe is just outlandish. But a grant, I will say this though: with anything that's is out there in the world, it has a narrative. So they're only telling it from their perspective all the outrageous shit that goes on. It's not fair and balanced. All right, uh, what's your first pick? All right, my first pick is a documentary series as well. Okay. Um, actually one that just squeaked in at the tail end of 2017, <laughs> um, but Netflix series, The Toys That Made Us. Okay, yep, 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 yep. Really good. Um, have you had a chance to catch it up? Yep. Uh, I've seen all four. Have you? Mm-hmm. I haven't watched the Barbie one yet, but I actually heard surprisingly the Barbie is one of the better ones. I would say Barbie one is the best one. Is it? The one I watched last night. I'm not, I'm not a, I'm I didn't not watch, a girl. I didn't, watch it, I didn't watch it in order, like, because uh, my uh, buddy had already watched the Star Wars one, so... And yep. he was, um, and I wanted to watch him, so he threw on. I think I actually watched He Man, GI Joe. I went okay. Star Wars. Um, then and I got, I got, my guys to watch the Barbie. I movie. did GI Joe, He Man, uh, Star Wars, Barbie, and that is in my uh, that is in the descending order for my interests. Yeah, but Barbie's the best one. That's what I've heard. I've heard a really good thing. But an amazing show. Surprisingly, not all the episodes, the episodes aren't the ones I would have thought they would have gone with. Mm-hmm. Um, and all I'm sitting there watching is like, I hope they do one on. You gotta assume they gotta do one on Ninja Turtles. Yeah, they would have to. Um, I know someone's talking about Legos, just Legos in general. They would have to. Um, what I mean, well, I guess let me talk. Let's talk about the show real quick, mm-hmm. and then we'll get into like what we think we'd like to see. Um, but. Sorry about that, folks. We had a text message coming up. Um, a very good, cool concept for a documentary series, series where not just a movie, but like, you know, given hour long episodes to things that were relevant for us essentially growing up. And a lot of behind the th- scenes type stuff that I never heard about. Yeah. Now, the I will say this the G.I. Joe one focused on things that I didn't really care about. I, I was more interested in like the little. Larry Hammond influence on it, mm-hmm. it when it kind of just glazed over. But I've seen other things that. It's just yeah, about. I would kept waiting for like, okay, when did the cartoon series really influence us? Mm-hmm. That they really went more towards the history of GI Joe. Yeah, because it, it's been, been a lot of time on that too, which is fine. But I was interested in like real American hero acts was good. Yeah. Now that fucking weirdo in the He Man episode. They were all weirdos in there. That old guy. That's He's like, yeah, I did this. <laughs> they were all weird. It, like they're like the like like the heavy set guy who um he actually seemed really intelligent. Like he did, but he was also a dick. He was like, yeah, she had boobs. Uh, boobs. Every one of them just. Every one of them would have fucked the other the other over for a quarter. I yes. feel. I and mean, it, it just shows a lot of what the, those behind the scenes like. And no one could agree on who did anything. I created He Man. Yeah. I was a kid in, in, in Pittsburgh. I created He Man. Yeah. Um. The He Man honestly uh, was my least favorite one. Was it? Yes. No, Star Wars was, was my least favorite one. The, the only part about Star Wars one I liked was the fact that how fucked up his deal was that he flipped it on. Yeah. I liked that, that, that was interesting. But that he got fucked over so good in that deal. I like so much to see about like that inner inner turmoil and shit like that. Yeah, me too, me too. Um, but the Barbie one, bro, is crazy. I haven't heard him. All I've heard is people have said that like 
you'd be shocked to know that it's probably the best one out of all. Of them. I'll tell you three kids, three tidbits don't really ruin anything for you, but it will, they'll make you want to watch it. Barbie was based off of a European sex doll. Number one. Okay. Number two, uh, one of the co-creators, one of the two main co-creators of Barbie, it was a guy and a girl. The guy uh, was married to Jaja Ugabor back in the day, and he committed suicide. And, and and the woman spent time in jail in like the eighties. Huh. For uh fraud with uh Barbie's on Mattel, right? Yes. She was doing some some smart fraudulent shit in the eighties and went to jail for like ten years. Really? Uh-huh. Barbie was the most interesting I it, it was the most interesting. I knew nothing about the history of Barbie. So yeah. that's probably what was the most interesting. That's probably why I was so interested in it. I knew nothing about it. So what other episodes would you like to see that they do? I wanna see I'm hoping that it's a series like Catches on and continues. Apparently, they have four more coming out. And it's like Hello Kitty. Ah, that's a weird one. Which I wonder if that's going to be essentially like Barbie, which one's going to be. I was looking at Netflix, or on, uh, they got Transformers, Star Trek, and Hello Kitty. And I don't Transformers know makes sense. Yeah. Does Star Trek have a lot of toys? Oh. Um, I, I would want to see, uh, honestly, I would want to see um, a toy biz like X-Men from the 90s. I was going to say like, that, was, that was a very big line in the toy 90s. Toy biz and super friends type thing. Yep. Uh, I would want to see... Because essentially, there's a lot of shit. Because toy biz is the only thing that kept Marvel from... Yep. Uh, it's an interesting story. And, and we know most of the story. I obviously could be a comic book fan, but yeah, that's an interesting story that people don't really know about in the mainstream. Uh, I, I also want to see the. Uh, it's more of a company, but a uh, but a galoob. The, uh, whoever made the early late eighties, early nineties, wrestling action figures. The what ones? A uh, wrestling. Oh, okay. WCW and WWF. How about you? Um, really would like to see the Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. Which makes um, sense. I think a Lego one, like I said, would be really interesting to see. Um, I would have to assume you'd have to see something like the Cabbage Patch doll. Yeah. And, and uh, Trolls. Be, um, because Cabbage Patch, there's a lot of, like, his, or history with that one. Because that was, like, that one that people were, like, going to jail and, uh, yep. fucking beating the that fuck out of other one. people for. Mm-hmm. Um, what other toys? I'm trying to think of shit that trolls, uh, cabbage backs, kids, Care Bears. I'm thinking like t- toy lines that were so popular yeah. that like they uh caused problems. Uh, Gak, remember Gak back in the day? I got yep. Oh, Play Doh, Play Doh. You could I don't know if Gak can we get a whole hour long episode off True. of, but yeah, because Gak had a good two year stint. Gak was relevant for Nickelodeon, yep. Nickelodeon only. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think they could get a quite a bit out of it. I don't I'm also looking at toys that I, I found. I mean, like I said, I would have never said Kinder. I would have never said Barbie would have been a right interesting one. And then I'm thinking more so like the history of actual toy company versus actual lines. If you're doing an actual line of toys, that that does become pretty difficult because there aren't very many toy lines that had more than like a two three year span. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Uh, he-Man wasn't really as long as it was. It, yeah, it, it seemed like it was a lot longer, yeah. And then, like, it was like, it hit a peak of, like, $100 million a year, mm-hmm. and it was, like, just dwindled. And then it was actually, I didn't realize, She-Ra basically ruined. Yep. I mean, there are actually quite a bit of stuff. I didn't realize that She-Ra was essentially ruined the He-Man universe. The best part of me was when it went to those stores trying to get a bond. Like, well, uh, like, uh, we aren't going to buy it. But there's a comic book, and there's a, wait a minute. He said your audience was kids 
two to five, but they can't read it. Yeah. <laughs> There's a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to make. Did you see there was a Snagglepuss comic book? What yeah. Yep. And like he's opening the game in. Exit the stage right mm-hmm. or left. Uh, Snagglepuss story. All right. What's your show number two? Uh, let, let me go to my list even. Okay, let's see. Uh, also on TV, uh, this is also a documentary series. Because <laughs> I said I had a tough time, tough time thinking of shows to put on there. But now I thought of one I should I should have done, but I didn't do it, so it's, we won't go back. Um, but Black Ink Crew, Chicago. It's a story. It comes with VH1, Video Hits One. It's a uh, documentary series about the ends, the comings and goings of a Chicago-based tattoo parlor. And uh, it stars uh, a guy named Ryan Henry who owns a shop, and he's always trying to tell people how to, how to live their lives. And also, he was fucking one of the uh, tattoo artists in there named Cat, mm-hmm. and he was married. Well, he had a girlfriend, so then she made the entire season about her being hurt by him. When when Cat, she uh, was fucking someone else in the tattoo shop the first season, and she knew that Ryan had a girlfriend, and then she also sucked her little play brother's dick too. So I mean, there is a there is much to say on it. It's, just, it's, it's one of what some people call their snuggy shows, the shows that, that as mm-hmm. straight men I shouldn't be watching, but I find it interesting. Right. What you like, you like. Don't <laughs> apologize to anybody. I'm not apologizing. Uh, so what's your second one? Uh, second one, I would probably say... I'm going to say The Goldbergs. Okay. Um, It's a consistent, probably one of my favorite sitcoms I look forward to week in, week out. So that Patton Oswalt, I hate Patton Oswalt. Luckily, you never see him. Yeah, here's he only got a, a couple movie. lines at the beginning, a couple lines at the end of the. Wonder Years style. Yeah, how did all of a sudden Pat Nolan will become like the mainstream? He's in fucking everything. I it seems it. like, and I hate it. He's like the in like like the pop culture geek type yep. thing now too. Eh. Ever since his little rant on uh, Parks and Recreation about the Marvel Star Wars. Yep. And I hate Pat. This is gonna be. A, a I don't hate him, but I hate him. All right, go on. Give, give me. Let me hear your rant. I hate him because he's the kind of nerd that I hate. He he tries to apologize to being a nerd. Oh, I know this is the comic book is just dumb kid stuff, but I like man, you like this shit, like that shit only, bro. Don't apologize. Yeah, especially him. him he, especially how he looks. He, he doesn't look like he's a slob, debonair guy. You might want to embrace that shit. I embrace my shit. Mm-hmm. Let's embrace it, bro. Don't be ashamed of this shit. Like 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 I am with Black Ink Crew. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I don't really apologize for my shit. You shouldn't have to wear a dog's bro. And like it, it, it's not like that shit. Like a nerd shit is in. Mm-hmm. Well, well, like now it's kind of going out, but it's been in for a while. So where people aren't, it, 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 it isn't anything to be ashamed of anymore. Yeah. Um. Now, do they um on the ghost birds on the gold birds? Do they um? Keep going forward every year. Is is the years moving, or is it like just like a so nondescript eighties area? Yeah, every episode says uh, it was Jan- like it was January nineteen eighty something. Like they made it so like they could literally write an episode out of any point in time in the eighties, really and not be held to a time timeline. But that's kind of strange to me though, because the characters have to age, right? It they do, and it's odd because like you see like you see development with the characters, but like. As one graduates high school and goes to college, but like they like had a last year they did a Batman one. Batman was eighty nine. Eighty nine, June of June twentieth, nineteen eighty nine. Yeah. Um, but then they'll do like a Breakfast Club or like earlier than that. Yeah. Mueller. So that seems weird. It's odd, but if you take it at face value of like it's 
22 minutes of entertainment, right. of seeing stuff that, like, I think a lot of it's relevant because it's, like, stuff that we grew up on again right um, and seeing stuff. because And they do, like, good replications. But the cast is great in it. Yep. And uh, all around, it's a hilarious uh, cast as far as well, um, and the people that got to play them. The, the three perimeter units are cast amazing because uh, Jeff Garland is always a nice secondary character, mm-hmm. but he, he's, he's consistently good. Yep. And, and, and the a mom, hilarious. It's been hilarious since fucking, since fucking uh, yeah. Oh, she's great on it. Yeah. Too. Then, like, dad was a, he's been good for years. Peter Seagal. Yep. From Look Who's Talking Pen. Mm-hmm. Got in on. Uh, so odd to think that he was a uh, competition. Peter Seagal was competition to John Travolta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is crazy. And he looks so much older now. Wow. Than fucking uh, John Travolta. Which, you want to know another odd one if you look at the age range? You've seen Die Hard, right? Yep. Bruce Willis and his wife from Die Hard 1. Mm hmm. Um, I know you probably didn't watch it, but did you watch, or you know the show Parenthood a couple years ago? Yes. The grandma on the show, or like the matriarch of the mm-hmm. family, was Bruce Willis' right. wife. Yeah, it does seem weird. Um, just seems like such an age gap mm-hmm. type thing. But um, the mom is what saved, I mean, there's other, Tim Meadows is in the show. Is he? Um, a I great character actor. Yeah, I can't remember the guy, his name, but the coach on the of the school is great in it. Okay. Um, but I think uh, Wendy. I can't remember. Wendy something. Mar- I want to say Miracle, but I don't know. I think it might be something right. like that. Who plays uh, the mom on the show is just great. She she's amazing. And they kind of. I know they've done it before. She's a revelation. Shows, but Goldberg's really got it where it's consistent. Where like where it's on like a uh, basic cable, but like they'll get to a one. There's one scene in every episode where it's like someone gets hit by surprise and like they swear and they have to bleep out like what? Really? Yeah. I like that. Like, I like they that. They blur out the mouth. And <laughs> I like that. I There's like been that. some other episodes, but like it's shit like that. It's like it keeps it. It's like real life kind of family type thing. Mm-hmm. But just watching so much stuff that like you're like oh I remember that growing up or this makes a lot of sense to me. It's that it's cool to me to see. Yeah. When. The Goldbergs was first announced. I, I'm not sure even me being dumb, but the advertising had me thinking that they went from the 80s and got transported to our time. I'm like, well, this so oh. dumb as fuck. So that's why I kind of like the Brady Bunch. Yeah, yeah. That's why when it came, I'm like, I don't watch this shit. But then I, I happened upon an episode one time, and it was pretty funny. And not, I have very limited time to watch TV, so uh, I know that the show's good. I probably get to around to one these days, but I've seen maybe two episodes. See, and I did well when it first started. I didn't watch any of it until season. Well, actually, they announced like they were doing the Batman episode. Mm-hmm. Kevin Smith was going to direct it, so I'm like, oh, I'll watch it. I mean, it'd be cool to see. I knew they always did like a Breakfast Club episode yep, and stuff yep. like that. Um, I remember watching some commercials where it looked, it looked kind of funny, but I never watched it. Yep. Um, so I think it was on Hulu, and I kind of said, "I'm like, oh, I'll get an idea." Mm-hmm. And I started watching a few episodes, and I powered through the first three seasons and like. Couple weeks. Yeah, because only half hour. Yeah, even though there's 26 yeah. of them, but it's and then I started hours. and I caught up on season four before season four started. Gotcha. All right, um, that was your second, right? Yep. All right, so it's me again. So my third show is Power, 
one again one of the most consistent shows on TV that is a, a current trip so um, power is essentially the story of a guy who used to be a gangster back as a teen but he used that as, as a conduit to start his own nightclub and he wants to get out of the game but his best friend Tommy and his wife uh, what's his wife's name Tasha don't want him to get out of the life so in season this was season five I believe a lot has happened since the beginning of the show um in the first season he had a, a the girlfriend that he knew in high school that was like the good girl versus tasha being a bad girl she came back in his life he began having an affair with her so he, he isn't really as good a guy, a guy as he makes himself out to be and so um now they're broken up she she finds out that because she is a is a district attorney so she finds out that this guy, James, who, who's known as Ghost in the street life, that she's really criminal. So they break up, but she still has to kind of help him not go to jail because if she goes down, or he goes down, he knows things about her too, and she's kind of connected to it. And then also 50 Cent is, is in the show and actually does a pretty good role as a, as a, as a character named Kanan. Um, and he was in jail the first season. And it goes, uh, so essentially, um, James took over the, their crime enterprise by setting up Kanan, who was a boss. So James and his wife Tasha shut up, set up Kanan, and they take over. So it's, it's a lot of back and forth, a lot of uh, twists and turns. It's like an urban esque Game of Thrones set in, in, in modern times, but it's, it's, it's a really great show and very consistent. I know it's one you've been trying to get me to watch. Mm-hmm. As in so many other shows. That yeah, no, I, same here. But uh, Ben Ben said that uh, he, he watched the entire show in like a week. Off of your recommendation or watch it before that? Uh, before that. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so what's your third show? I was going to say Game of Thrones, um, but I'm not going to. Okay. Although, great show. Um, Shameless. Okay. Yep. Showtime. Um. She told me about that show numerous times, and I haven't gotten to it. Which is odd, because I think they are wrapping up season eight now. So mm-hmm. for a show to be on for eight seasons, it's still be... It's Showtime's longest-running show now. Yeah. Um, but to still be as relevant as it is, and still be as consistent, I think it was season five. They hit... I want to say they hit a little bit of a rut yep. and a lull, and I'm like, mm, maybe the show lost its luster, run its course. But it was only for one season, and it turned around like this. Every season, I look forward to and enjoy it. But it's uh, essentially it's about a dysfunctional Chicago-based family. Um, you got William H Macy plays Frank Gallagher, who is a drug-addled, alcoholic, uh, degenerate. Um, but him and his wife had one, two, three, four, five, six kids, and essentially the oldest who. Uh, it's played by Emmy Rossum. Um, yeah. Who plays Fiona has basically raised all these kids their whole life. Now what's cool is they're showing, I mean, it's not a perfect family by any means. They all have their qualms about them. It's the 2000s version of Roseanne. Almost. But much even more, worse, it's just much, a, another much, a newer extreme. Much more dysfunctional. <laughs> um, but so essentially you find out the mom, who was never a main character in the show, she's been in it, but the mom, Monica, what suffered from uh, depression and bipolar um, personality and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And Frank is just an alcoholic, um, degenerate. But what's great is all the ki- the kids, like as you, the show progresses, 
they do such a good job at showing like well the traits of the parents that are slowly seeping into mm. um I like the that. children as much as they hate and despise their parents and try to separate themselves from them. Um, you know, they always come together as a family, but you see like one of the kids, uh, Ian, um, but played by, I think his name's Cameron Monahan, who it, played the prototype Joker, Joker. on Gotham, mm-hmm. um, plays a homosexual on the show, but he s- suffers from the bipolar tendencies of the mother. Mm-hmm. Um, the lip on the show, I can't remember the character the guy that plays him. He's the second oldest, but suffers from alcoholism, and he's uh, the lip. What do you mean by lip? His, name, his name's Philip, but everyone calls him Lip. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay, gotcha. Um, and like they sh- a lot of the, that, uh, Fiona's had some drug issues and problems with like relationships and stuff like that. It's so just half hour or, or hour. Okay, but highly, highly recommended from the whole mm-hmm. get go. Um, it's just. It, it's good. it's such a well done and it, the, what I always say is like uh, William H Macy plays such an unlikable character mm-hmm. in it like you you just loathe him and you love to love to hate him mm-hmm. I mean he's just such a dick but you ne- I never think of him as William H Macy while watching that and that's mm-hmm. what I can say like why it's so good he why is he's a good actor yeah I don't think of him good. as William H Macy I think I see him and I think of Frank Gallagher he is a chameleon too. Mm-hmm. He can play. He, he has range. You know Gary Oldman. No, he, he's close though, man. But um, yeah. But highly recommend it. All right. Uh, so what are some of your honorable uh, mention shows? Um, I throw Game of Thrones in there. Okay. I really enjoyed it. You know, I'm kind of waiting to see where they get to on se- on the final season. Mm-hmm. Um. A couple guilty pleasure shows. I I love the challenge on uh, MTV's The Challenge. Yeah, how's that? How's that going on? So it hasn't been a road rules or a real world in twenty years. Uh, they just started this week. Was the second week of the new season of uh, the Challenge Vendettas, and now they're using like uh, people from The Bachelor, people really? from um, UK's uh, version of Jersey Shore. Really? Okay. Uh, Battle of the Exes and. That's crazy. Stuff like that. And then there's people from past challenge it season of the challenge. Um, Storage Wars is another it show. It's pretty good. You know, it's so fake. It's so, <laughs> it's so it fake. Is but fake. it's entertaining. <laughs> if it's on, yep. I, I can't tell you how many hours of <laughs> Storage Wars I've watched. Uh-huh. Um, Are new ones coming out? Yeah. Okay. Whether they're new or old, though, because I never really watched it up until this last year. Uh-huh. This past summer is when I first started watching it. And I was like, yeah, it's entertaining for what it is. Um, I know you said you weren't going to watch it, but actually, as of this morning, I finished The Punisher, watched the last four episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Netflix, Mar- I mean, if you want to just essentially say the Netflix Marvel series mm-hmm. um, as one cohesive kind of storyline. Eh, I mean, you can say that, but still kind of not really, because we're talking about actual shows. They're separate. I mean, they're, they're separate shows. And they're very, this, they're very. This year had this too. year had 2017 was probably the weakest year with them. Was Iron Fist? Iron Fist was in the beginning. Yeah. Then you had the Defenders, which, was, which redeemed it a little bit. But it was. Uh, it was but I probably would say it was the desired. second weakest out of the series. And then Punisher was got back into a little more quality. I know you said it's not the Punisher. You. That's not my Punisher. Want to see, but um. 
I think that Jay Bernthal playing um, is great as the punter. But I hit him, they stay down. Um, some of my honorable mentions would be uh, American Gods. When we both started watching, we hated both, it. <laughs> there was one particular scene that had us both a little taken aback. But I, I said scene. It. I say half a fucking episode. <laughs> yes, it got a little uh, egregious and uh, graphic. But I fast forward through that part and it, and it retained the quality. Was I think, uh, but that show they fired the showrunners and apparently they're not even sure if it's going to come back. Yeah, now. I was going to say that. Yeah, which is, it had a, a pretty dramatic cliffhanger. So it's pretty interesting. It doesn't come back, but which is a Brian Fuller. Uh, yeah, thing. apparently that's what happens I mean, a lot. Because he puts out, he's been known. He puts out quality programming, and then he gets fired. <laughs> well, he did two seasons of Pushing Daisies, which and, and then he got, got canceled. Oh yeah, he got canceled. Yep, yep. Uh, he did that Hannibal show, and he got fired. For people that. love. Did he get fired? Or he got fired for that. Oh, because the last season oh, was a different guy. Star Trek: uh, A Discovery. He got fired. Yeah, something else too. He got fired on, but he puts out like quality programming, but just it's low rated. I don't. I think. It's low rated. I think I heard that he's not. He's he's very difficult. Difficult, which is a bad thing to be in Hollywood. You don't want to be uh, described as difficult. Mm-hmm. No one's gonna fuck with you. Yeah, you're always replaceable. Yeah, you're always replaceable. Um, so yeah, American guys, ballers, which I haven't finished yet, but it, it came out last year and it was pretty consistent. I, I just it's enjoy- it was better. Season three is better than season two. Yes, season two was a little weak. What else? Um, I will say Veep is a good one for me. I like that. I have to get get into that one of these days. Uh, something else that came out. Now this is new to me, so this is gonna be cheating. But Forensic Files. I probably saw the entire seventy five seasons of that <laughs> last year, and it's an interesting show. Cause I found out that everyone's shoes were shoes are like fingerprints now. Well, not now. They've always been. Cause no two shoes were the same way. Interesting. They don't know that. Yep. See, the more you know. Now we will segue right over to who the fuck is texting me. All right, now we have to decide on movies. So, top three movies. Now, this was probably the hardest one because there were actually a lot of good movies. Because I'd like to make sure I only see good movies. I don't waste my time watching a shitty movie because it's bad. What? I don't think anyone goes in the mentality of. There are some people like, well, well, it was a watchable, it was an entertaining movie. I don't want to be entertained. I want to see an actual great movie. If I go to a movie, I don't want to see something that's just entertaining me for an hour and a half. I want to have an actual good movie. But my um, I will say there are some ones that might be on my list I have not had a chance to see yet too. <laughs> Put up your list. No, I mean, they're not going to be on my list. I oh, think okay. they would maybe be on my list. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, I think I'll go with the easy answer first, Logan. I was going to say that one, but I'll I'll take that out of my list because I was going to put that in there. So mm-hmm. I mean, not that we can't have. Um, if we were doing top ten, right, I would argue with that one. Because Logan turns from a screenplay, from an action movie, from the action, what it did for the superhero genre was amazing. It, it's a, it, that's why there's Oscar consideration for it, because it's a well-made movie. And there aren't very many flaws besides, arguably, the Logan clone was the only mm-hmm. part I was like, ah, what the... Because uh, when, when, when... My brother and I watched the movie in theaters the first day it came out. We are both on the edge of our fucking seats into it. And the minute that happened, I leaned over my brother and said they had to go and fuck it up. <laughs> so they Which, had to fuck it up. It's funny now, because if you watch... Who is the director of that? James Mangold. James Mangold. Yeah. Who... I don't, and I don't know. For some reason, it, I feel like I'm in the 
minority on it. I really enjoyed the Wolverine. I thought it was a good change of pace superhero movie. Yes. But again, yeah, both, his, pacing. both his movies, shitty villain. Silver Samurai was yes. done bad, poorly. And, and the Viper was like a 90s kind of movie villain. And the Wolverine clone. I think he has good concepts and good style yes. of how he wants to do mm-hmm. his movies. But when it comes to like, all right, I got to actually put a comic book villain in this movie. Yes, I agree. And I don't think he knows how to do that. I agree. But at least in Logan, like... Now we talked to... Or finish your thought, then. In Logan, so the the X-24 is kind of like a, a, a goon secondary villain. It's kind of like a third-tier villain because Rice was a main villain. Really, he was a background guy. And then his, his henchman was, uh, hey, Ruvi, what's you doing there? He was re- he was really the main man of action villain. Mm-hmm. He was done pr- fairly well. Mm-hmm. Was that the guy with the McCallum? Yes. Yeah, I liked him. He was done fairly well, although he, he was kind of pointless for having. A- but um, yeah, but X twenty four was definitely a, a missed up. But the second time I watched it, third time I watched it, it, it was better. The first time I was offended that he did that shit. Now we talked before when the movie first came out, yes. and we, I thought we kind of just said who would have been a better choice to put Bill, in. I mean, Sabretooth? Wild Child? Anyone else? Was it Sabretooth that we were talking about that would have fit in with? I thought it was someone that hadn't been in the movies before, but... It may, no, Cyber? No. Someone that was kind of a little relevant. <laughs> uh, maybe it was Sabretooth, like... Or maybe it was that we were discussing because uh, they were originally saying that they were trying to get Lee Shriver, Lee Shriver back, and they said, and we were maybe talking like that's where it was a conversation that happened a while ago. Yeah, because that was during the show's show's hiatus. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but like there, there, there isn't much to say about the movie. Everyone knows it's a great one. Oh, what's your first choice? I'm going to say my first choice is going to be. I'll do another superhero one. Okay. Um. Wonder Woman. Okay. Simple fact, it was a big surprise movie for me. Yes. It was not... I always knew I was going to go see it. I mean, typically, I'll go see even more probably superhero movie, comic book movies than you will. For, Sometimes you have... For mean, the reasons see, I said earlier... With, with, and, you have, and I mean, you'll see mostly everything, but you will. You have your stance on some of them. Mm-hmm. Did you see Wonder Woman theaters? Yes. Um, I think twice. But it was also one that I didn't know... I mean, obviously... The DC movies didn't have a good track record mm-hmm. leading into Wonder Woman. The previews looked okay for it, mm-hmm. but nothing that was hyped like, oh, hey, I can't wait for Wonder Woman to come out and see it. But surprisingly, DC did such a phenomenal job at getting, I'm not going to say the first superhero or super female superhero, but getting the first female-led superhero movie out. Yes. Yep. And I mean, she was one of the, Gal Gadot and her fine ass um, fakes were uh, one of the brighter parts of Batman v Superman. Yep. Um, proved she could handle her own. Yep. On a movie, what was this questionable? Yeah, it now, was definitely questionable. Much like Logan, mm-hmm. had a weak villain in it, and it and uh, and uh, like Logan had a weak villain, but it didn't fall apart in the third act, like. It fo- yeah, one would follow followed follow the Zack Snyder yep. method of filmmaking. I, feel I, mean, like, I don't feel like I'm really saying anything different than any other reviewer yeah. about the movie has said. 
Um, but you know, made up for some first with some great like action yes. pieces but in the middle. I don't think that Patty Jenkins filmed the third act. I feel like Zack Snyder did that. He 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 ghost. What do you call it? He ghost, ghost directed. Yes, because it, it, the style flipped so dramatically. Because maybe she said, "Look." This is a little superhero movie. We have to have a superhero battle in there. Said, I'm going to concede to Zack Snyder for that. Because it was drastically different. Because it had all the big close-ups with the big background. Ratner had something to do with it? Or? I didn't realize he had anything to do with that first he, one. He just gave him money. Mm. When, and you've heard my sense on how I feel about what, mm. what Gail did with, with, with Brett Ratner. Give that money back. Yeah. Well, now you got Laura Schuler Donner on yeah. her two sons. Yep. And, like, but, bitch, you hired a motherfucker. Yeah. You could have fired him on the set. If you're doing all that shit, all these women be care about so much. Bitch. That you knew about. Yeah. And you said, oh, I'm pro women. But well, what, what is motherfucker disrespect women? You're set. You're the producer. You you let them keep going. When he gave you money for a movie to get made that exactly. made millions of dollars. Exactly. But we've already talked about that yep. in another episode. <laughs> if you want to hear our stance on. Uh, Go back to episode 52 or 3? 52. 52. Two episodes ago. Yep. Um, this is 54. But still, I mean, I guess I'd almost say like Wonder Woman is almost like the, the female version of the DC version of Logan. I agree. Uh, in, in what way? I'm sorry. Proving that you can have a little more stylized. That's cool background in there, man. Give me a miracle. Yeah. Is that in the book? That's the cover that just came out. Today. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, where you can have a different, what I was trying to say is like you can have a different type. Like you don't have to have like the same paint by numbers as you did. In, yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Um, Although this was essentially Indiana Jones and Xena. It was, but it was, <laughs> but it was different from what they typically from what you've do. Done. Yes, I agree. Where you kind of got the same thing with Logan. I think they dealt more with story. They said, you know, typically your superhero movies, there's not much story behind it. Even when you go back into the, like. What a lot most people say is the pinnacle of the superhero movies, which is the Chris Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy. Go back and try to watch. And I love the three, all three of them, but go back and try to watch the, listen to the stories and whatnot. Right, I agree. Oh, hey, I'm gonna tap into everyone's cell phone. I mean, some of the ideas in those movies are so far fetched. Yes. Um, they did a lot. Now, I, I don't think they did as much as Logan did, for as far as cha- kind of taking the script and flipping it. Mm-hmm. I think they did a lot with that one, but it was also both movies fell apart with the villain. Mm-hmm. So, although I think that uh, Wonder Woman fell apart more so than Logan. Logan had Logan had three villains, and the only one that really fell apart was like the the the, uh, the one that didn't do anything. But yeah. with the Ares reveal, and then how how that fight was filmed, it really fell apart. Yeah. Um, um but that also made me care about Chris Pine, who I usually don't. I agree. Really like I'm not a Chris Pine fan at all, but this is verbally that I've seen the fans that I'm like, this guy's not bad. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, back to me. Uh, what's one up that we're going to do next? Um, I'll save my uh, one that, 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 you, that you'll be surprised about to the end. I wonder if I can guess it. I know you can. I guarantee you will not guess it. Matter of fact, let's do that one now, and, and let's see if you guess. I will give you two guesses. I'll give you three guesses. Can I, I get one clue? If I give you... Okay, I'll give you a clue. A, a, a clue. It's in a genre that I'm on the record of not liking. Kind of. Is it, but space? It, but not, besides space. 
There's a, a few genres that, that when people bring a movie, like, I don't want to watch that shit. Did you like Get Out? I haven't seen it. No. All right. I'm gonna. For some reason I was thinking that Get Out was one of the ones, but it was Ariel that. Right. Like that one a lot. So I didn't. I was gonna guess that one, but I couldn't remember if you liked that one. Uh, I don't know. If you want to hold off till your third one. Okay. All right. I hold off. All right. So like one that that, that makes sense because we've actually talked about it on the show before. War for the Planet of Apes. That was gonna be my <laughs> it's a good. Mo- it's a damn good movie, bro. So all right. I'm gonna have to. All right. So. I mean, honestly, we can we can both keep going running a little long one time, anyways. We can I'll be able to pick something else okay. up. I mean, and again, because we spoke about that ad nauseum, mm-hmm. we haven't talked about it much here because we yeah. go back to episode forty-seven, I believe, and we talked. In fact, about you it. can remember that. that was I our, think I think it was for is uh, no, it's gonna be because that was our comeback episode, I think, or one of the see. first ones we came back from. <laughs> I think it's close. No, because we're at fifty-four now. It could have been forty-seven. But we're, we're finding out right now. Was Evan right? We're going to find out now. I'm going to say earlier than 47. I think earlier than 47? I said maybe 42. Uh, 43? <laughs> oh, yeah, what'd that say? <laughs> Do what it says 47? It, it's that one. Yeah. We didn't do that after. <laughs> we did the Jay-Z episode before that? Yeah. Did we do the JC episode same that day? I, I think we did record them the same day, yes. When it was 47. That was like in June, though. It came out in like June. We had five episodes in between that and then when we took our hiatus. Episode 42 was our Christmas one from last year, or from 2016. So, so we came back 43. 43 44, was the last episode. Yep. What was Knocking Doors? That's the oh. first one that, that, that we recorded again. And then I think after what that. Not, what, what was it? What do you mean? What did we talk about? I'm knocking doors. I, I I don't even remember. Then we did Jay Z. Yeah. Then you did uh you and Dave. Dave. Oh. Yeah. See. Oh, I'm not down. It was <laughs> right there. <laughs> Man, nothing. I'm just trying to think. <laughs> I thought we've had more than seven episodes between that. Yeah, but I I, I am surprised that I was I was able to get seven of that. Um. Yeah. So we we spoken about it at night. Essentially, I mean, I'll give a quick real quick again, but I probably mm-hmm. should have talked in length about it. A it was such a well done yes. film, almost. I don't want to say silent film, but almost like not even any speaking for the first yeah. hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yep. But having a very, very well done conclusion. Um, I'm big. I'm big on movies when you having a three arc structure, mm-hmm. beginning, yes. middle, end. Yep. I think that every movie should have a three arc structure. Yep. But when you're doing a trilogy, I respect that you're le- you're being able to tell a story. But, and that you have a story that leads it. I mean, and you're at a point now, like you got a you got a true ending to with mm-hmm. War of the Planet. You could you could continue it. And I, I, I was going to say you can easily continue it, like say I like Rocky Four because they could end it Rocky Three, but then Four came out and it still made sense. And now yep. that Disney owns it. Yep. Cash in on that. They got to make some money off that. Yep. Got to have some uh, billion dollars purchase. Caesar of plushes. Uh huh. Uh, Playing the H ride at Disney, yeah, which would be pretty cool. So, um, right, what so, do you got to say about it, real quick? I mean, nothing. Uh, see episode forty-seven. Let's <laughs> just say talk for a quick second, so I can. Oh. I have one other one I want to do, but now I got to figure out a third. Uh, well, 
Um, and then I would say I, we started together, and that was back in what May or June, right? And then June-ish. even since then, I've seen several movies. Not maybe not maybe not as many as you have since then, mm-hmm. uh, but it still holds up. And then uh, in t- terms of the screenplay, and then how it was filmed, and then the impact, and it still resonates with me today. And it's virtually a flawless movie. Some, every movie has a few little, you know, uh, downs downturns on it. But the third act didn't fall apart. Oh, I guess it. Woody Harrison kind of died a little quickly at the end, but he, but it had the proper build up because he saw that little doll he had with the girl coughed on, had her blood, so it, it was earned. So many good pullbacks to the original, but, yes. and more so that you were able to notice that, mm-hmm. that resonated to the original Planet of the Apes. Yep, um, we were able to pull that. Shit, yeah. All right, um, I'm making it harder on myself because I'm trying not to choose just comic book movies. All right, talk a little louder because I got a piss right to do this. All right, I'm pissing the door open so I can see it. Don't look. You're too well too far away for me to be able to. Um, da, 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 da. I am going to pick. Um, Kong Skull Island. Interesting. I'll do another monkey one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. It came out before uh, Wonder Woman. Yeah, it was in March. I remember that much. Um, da, 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 da. Do I want to say... I don't know. Part of me wants to say I liked It a lot. Like what? It. Okay. But I don't know if I'd put that in top. Oh, bro, you got to pick some, bro. I know. Um... See, I probably put some of the comic book ones in, but I'm just trying to keep it out. How many have you named so far officially? Like just one? One, I yeah, I did. Uh, fuck, what was my first one we just talked about? <laughs> Dude, I'm trying, I can't remember what it was. I'm sitting trying. To I forgot. I really did. I'm sitting there looking at. I know what my last one's gonna be. What? What, what was it, bro? We did Logan yep. or the Planet of the Apes. Yep. Oh, I did Wonder Woman. Fuck Wonder Woman, yes. Oh, damn. Yep, 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 Wonder Woman. Alright, you know what? I'm going to take back Kong. I'm going to do a controversial one. I'm going to say Star Wars. Okay. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, I had some reservations coming out of it. Mm-hmm. For a simple fact, it wasn't what I expected. But upon sitting there and thinking about it a little bit more, I like it. I didn't go into a movie walking out saying, okay, I guessed everything. Yeah. They were able to do something, do things with it that I did not see coming. Um, some things maybe I agree with, some things I don't. But it kept me guessing. It left me anticipating the next chapter. To that point. Now, uh, so I guess take away the fact that you're a diehard, well, for I don't want to put any labels on you. Would you consider yourself a diehard Star Wars fan? Die Hard? No. Okay. I would say I'm a Star Wars fan. Okay. So I don't know as much. I really didn't get really get into Star Wars up until the last few years. Okay. Now, when the prequels came out, I went in theaters and saw those. Mm-hmm. I want to say when the prequels came out is when the, I finally sat down for the first time and watched. Like original trilogy? Any of the original ones. All right. So and I never actually went back and rewatched them up until the last few years. 
So as a Star Wars fan, let me ask you this. Even though there may have been choices with the characters in this movie that she did not like, was it would you would you regard it as a well written, well shot film though? Yes. Okay. Well shot. It was a beautiful looking movie. Um, I do think Ryan Johnson is a great director. Hmm. Um, what has he done previously? Looper. Okay. I had another one, but I don't remember. Um, and I know we haven't really talked about Star Wars came out right to tail in the year. Right. Um, we really haven't talked about it. A, we haven't done an episode since then. And I and haven't seen have it. No and I refuse to it. see it. But I kind of want to see it now because people are hated so much. And then they never have really said if it was a. Because as a 31 as year old, I'm different than what I said now. I was 21. Um, if I disagreed with Trish's in the movie, I would say I hated it. But now, if it was a good script and, and if the choices made sense in, in the realm of the film and it was shot beautifully, I could still say it's a good movie. See, and here's what I hate about people. Force Awakens came out. Yeah, I know exactly where you're going. I agree. People sat there and hated, oh, it's too much like yep. the original one. So they make something different. Completely oh, different. Oh, this is my, this ain't my Star Wars. This ain't my Star Wars. Make up your fucking mind, yeah. nerds. But I've never seen something get so critically divided that, yes. I mean, when you're watching the reviews, like, holy shit, maybe this thing might actually be Force Awakens. I right. Mean, <laughs> there's not a bad single thing about it. And then all of a sudden, the fans, but then they were sitting there saying a lot of them were bots and uh, yeah. people making up fake profiles and reposting. And who knows how true that but shit is. Was. The movie made some Skrilla. Yep, it made that guap. Um, three years in running, Star Wars is the number one movie mm-hmm. of the year. Uh, second highest in the free, I think it's, I mean, it'll be over 600 million by the end of the weekend. Now, I will say that, uh, being that I'm not a fan of Star Wars, Star Wars movies, the only one I actually really can say that I like thoroughly was Force Awakens. Was the one you walked out on uh, in a, of our podcast? Um, was that the Force Awakens walking out, or was it Rogue One? Force Awakens, that was what Chad was in. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, well... We, I don't think we ever really talked about... No, we never talked no, we about never Force Awakens because yeah. we went on a six-month hiatus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but that's the only one I, I will say now that there is an enjoyed. Now, I walked out because I told you I didn't want to talk about it. You made me talk about the air around so I didn't want to talk about it. So you brought that on yourself. Chad did that. I think it was you. No, Chad. We're going to go back... Uh, and, and we're going to find out. I thought you said... And, yeah, you were like, and speaking of things, people said you weren't going to see. I haven't saw a Star Wars movie. And then Chad was like, and then Chad didn't walk out. Chad kept put right the bear. Yeah, because Chad said, "Oh, you're being childish." Like, I'm being childish because of an event that happened where Chad was being childish outside of the podcast. I said, "Oh, I'm being childish." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how it happened. Yeah, but stylized, <coughs> it was still a great, a great looking movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think all three of the newer ones have been Rogue One and uh, Force, Force Awakens. Awakens. Um, you know, it, it it left me like really wanting. I'm like, okay, I can't wait for two years from now. I do think it's a possibility that you might be looking at Disney might be having, and I'm not going to say failure. No matter what, the movie's going to fucking make money. Right. But maybe their first misfire with uh, the San Solo one that comes out. You think so? They're going back and doing reshoots of the reshoots. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, they fired those directors yep. who were like two weeks away from being done almost doing the movie, <laughs> and said, "Oh, we're just bringing in a director to finish up the movie." Bring in Ron Howard, who's a fairly well-to-do director. Yes. Maybe not my first choice to do it, but then all of a sudden, those last two weeks, which and they're like, "Hey, you know, it might go past two weeks now because there might be some things that he has to redo." It went on for like 
Six months, three months, or something yeah, like that. Oh, yeah, I think he went back and refilmed. Oh, he absolutely movie. did. He absolutely, he absolutely did, bro. Um, so much so that they had to write out characters. Omar from The Wire was right. supposed to be in it, and they couldn't get him back for the reshoots. So they had to completely take his character mm-hmm. out of the movie. So they redid that entire movie. And now, I mean, now the fact that they're coming back to do three weeks of reshoots doesn't come out next week. God damn! They're saying May, and I think this, I think this is also a mistake on Disney's part. You have three years in a row now mm-hmm. of huge success right. by releasing that movie the second week of December. Why not have that be? And you, they were. I think they were trying to reposition Star Wars to be a summer movie, yeah, yeah. kick off the summer because Episode Nine was supposed to be in May, but yep. they said yep, that yep, got yep, pushed yep, yep. back to December because they fired Colin Trevor off mm-hmm. and brought in back J.J. Abrams. Mm-hmm. They're like, well. Basically, to rewrite the script because they're taking away any idea of the script that Colin Trevorrow already had done mm-hmm. and letting J.J. Abrams have free reign over it, it was going to have to push back. If they were smart, even if the movie gets finished, shelve it until. They, I guess I don't know. Is that. Bro, no, this is. They're about to justice leak themselves. Mm-hmm. That's what it sounds like. If it's been working on December, if they had these fucking reshoots. So is it really enough time? If they're doing reshoots in January, it's coming out and said May, mm-hmm. they're going to Justice League themselves, bro. They won't have enough time to get the special effects right, which is what happened with Justice League. It came out too quickly after the reshoots. They didn't have time to properly complete the special effects. Yes and no. Oof. Because you got to remember, they were redoing their reshoots that for Justice League was like when they brought in Joss Whedon to basically redo some stuff. This is just Ron Howard doing his reshoots. True. Now That's a good point. Stuff. That's a good point. That's a good point. You're right. But why fuck with a good thing? Yeah. You, you got... And... <laughs> but then you got to ask yourself, does it end up being worse because now you're shelving something for six months? Right. <laughs> I think it, I think the smart thing would be release it. I mean, in essence, you got, you're got you going up against yourself with... Uh, well... You're going up against yourself in fucking yeah. Infinity War. Yep, 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 yep. So why why fuck yourself? If Disney was smart because they own two of the largest successful franchises there are, Marvel and Star Wars, Star Wars. you have... You are now controlling, essentially, the February, which in the last couple of years, February was has uh, be, been the Fox with Deadpool and Logan. Yep. Now they control those properties. Yep. Um, you have May, which is, and but Marvel's looking to steal that this year with Black Panther. Yep. February. Yep. 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 Good point. But you always have your May as your kickoff, which mm-hmm. needs to almost be a superhero movie. And then you could always have December be like, all right, we're closing out the year. That's going to be number one. Because well, no, and they had to. And here's the thing. No matter what, they J.J. Abrams or not, they would have had to fucking move that Star Wars movie yep. because May 4th is... Avengers 4. Yep. And there's no way you're releasing Star Wars and Avengers in the same month. Well, Because all you're doing is competing against yourself. Thor is Star Wars. Well, at least you had a month in between. What is it? A month and a half. Really? February 4th to mid-December for Star Wars. True. Yep. You're right. You're right. Um, And not to uh, derail, especially on the time that we're running against now, but um, really the time's on me because it's... it's I'm not really complaining about the time, but I'm, I'm getting it hungry. That's the main thing. But okay. Anyway, um, 
Well, you, you bring up a good point, which may be a topic for a, a further episode that we can talk about this more in depthly. But that's that might be reason why this Fox Edition deal might not go through with the FCC, bro. They're going to be have a monopoly over all tentpole movies, bro. Yes and no, but I I still believe I firmly believe that, and I know people have argued with me, but uh, people are like oh they're buying this so they can control the X Men. No. Disney's not buying spending billions of dollars to own the X Men and Fantastic no. Four. It's they buy everything. It, yeah, they're buying it for their streaming service. That's it. I think they're buying it for everything, bro. They're getting new networks. Well, no, think of it. Streaming is the way if, is how things are going. We and we talk. Mm-hmm. Funny because we're kind of booking in this because we started talking. No, yeah. this was we didn't talk about this episode. We talked about before we start recording. Yeah, you're right, Dave. But yeah, yeah. streaming essentially is the way. Um, I was just reading an article today that's showing disc sales of movies is down drastically. <laughs> of course, yeah. I mean everything's going <laughs> to streaming, but people need their streaming services that they offer. Disney's trying to get in their market of creating their own streaming service, mm-hmm. which going back to our my and Evans conversation from the get go. Our company that we working we work for is toying around with creating their own streaming based service, and we're just trying to spitball if it's a good idea and how do you roll it out where it's going to be successful or not. Um, Disney rolling theirs out, they need a catalog. People, you only need to get people to pay twelve ninety nine a month for so long of watching Disney cartoons. Right, I wouldn't do it. For that um, I mean, how long, how long does it take you to run through that? Now, essentially, though, you buy Fox. And you own their catalog of movies, you can say, okay, Netflix, you don't, you're not playing Die Hard anymore. You're not playing That's uh, a good point. whatever other movies Fox owns. Those are going to be specifically for our streaming. X Men is, is a friend's benefit. It, it, you're 100 percent correct. It's a friend's benefit. Yeah, which is going to be very difficult for them to incorporate in what, in what they're doing anyway. But it's a friend's benefit. It's a huge benefit of yeah. it, but it's not the sole it, purpose. No, not at all. All right. Um, let's do some for my last. I'll be pissed if my last one is yours. I doubt it. I, because I, I, we've never spoken about this movie before. My third one, we've never oh. spoken about it either. <laughs> it would be funny. Uh, this one, uh, a little inside baseball, it came out in 2017, but I watched it Sunday night. But it's a movie that was made in 2017. Is there anything to do with cars? No. Okay, then it's not mine. Alright. I, I don't think there's hardly a, there's a couple of tractors in it, but there's no cars in it. See, you see Brian's face like, what the fuck is he talking about? My third choice, my super hit, my uh, Dark Horse. Hey, Google, define Dark Horse. Dark Horse, a candidate or competitor about whom little is known, but who unexpectedly wins or succeeds. Yes, Dark Horse, 1922. The Stephen King Netflix movie, starring my Punisher, Thomas Jane. I would have never guessed it. I told you you would never guess it. Because I'll never guess it. Because on a whim, on Sunday, I watched three movies, bro. I watched three movies I wouldn't typically watch. I watched that. I watched Fences, which is pretty trash. And what else did I watch? And Rocky IV. Three, uh, three very different movies. Yes. <laughs> That's the Evan Jones style, the eclectic. Okay. And uh, 1922 was actually really damn good because it was a slow burn. It was a psychological horror movie. It wasn't like just jump scares and that type of shit. And it was essentially, you can argue that the, what happened to the Thomas James character was all in his head. So it was very smartly written, smartly, beautifully shot. And Thomas Jane, his acting made you think he was a very uh, 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 aging farmer. He changed up his old accent, his old swag was different. That's Thomas Jane's second. 
at least second. It's time yeah. to be Yeah, yeah, because like he was in the mist, I believe. It's something else. Oh, too. third then. Yeah, the, the, the that trash dreamcatcher. Yeah, he's a dreamcatcher. Yep, yep. Trash. Yeah, most Stephen King shit to me is trash. Honestly, this is my, this is my favorite Stephen King. If shit. you're saying this is good, then I, I'll go with you on that one. He's got some good ones. Stand by me. Never seen it. '80s classic. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Seen Shawshank. Never seen it. Amazing movie. That's right here. Green Mile. I don't want to see. I, I'm not going to see Green Mile. Um, good movie. Uh, it was good. That just came out. Yeah, I have no interest in it. I might get to it eventually, but I, I'll be. I, I've never seen The Shining, but people swear by it. Yep, I, and I have seen it. Now um, I did like uh, Thinner. Never seen it, but I, I don't think it's gonna hold up. I, that's all I was like. What the fuck? There was another one I was just thinking of. Misery. I saw that as a kid and it freaked me out, but I think as a dog, that would hold up. But I'm not typically a, your average Stephen King fan, though. Mm-hmm. Man, this movie was very good. And maybe I actually want to read this novella, but being Stephen King, probably won't. Stephen King spends 20 pages describing a fucking leaf on a fucking tree. <laughs> he, he, he jacked it off on paper. It was like, it's my least favorite writing. Uh, I don't know. I picked up to it after I went and saw the movie. Yeah, all 17 pages. Like, <laughs> 70 million pages of it. It's a goddamn murder weapon. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, bro. He needs an editor. That thing's longer than the fucking Bible. <laughs> I feel like I can write, read the Bible faster than I can read it. <laughs> exactly, bro. Like, the fucking stand is, is as big as my fucking uh, it, coffee table thing, bro. How many trees had died in order to fucking print that book? <laughs> it's like, no books to be over. 500 pages, bro. That's a massive stretch to go for a book. Book is 1,300 like pages. Yeah, I know. I feel it would take me <laughs> 1,300 two days. Two years minimum. Yes. To read that. How can you retain all that shit, bro? You and I thought about notes. looking at the audiobook. Then I realized that's about 40 fucking hours. <laughs> it's a work week. That one book is a work week, bro. I'm like, fuck, my podcast would fill up if I listen to. <laughs> It's like it's forty hours and probably twelve gigs, <laughs> bro. It's, I get this. You run out of storage. <laughs> God damn! I get to see the cave for that very reason, bro. Now, this, that's like a that's a bucket list. I will read <laughs> it before I die. Before I die, you probably gonna die before you finish it. Now, being it, this, this movie was well, okay. It's based off a novella. A novella is a hey Google define novella. Motherfucker is a novel. Short novel or long short story. Okay. Now, that typically would be so if a novel's 300 pages, a, a, a novella would be like 60 to, yeah. And that, that, 100 tops. Yeah, tops. I bet his novellas are probably 400 pages. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will say that, because uh, I almost, when uh, I was going to say Twin Towers, it's not Twin Towers. Dark Towers. Dark Towers came out. I was interested yeah. in seeing it, yeah. and then I heard it was trash, mm-hmm. but I was interested in reading the books. Yeah. Those are pretty thin, well, at least All the right. first one. I got the comic book adaptation by uh, Peter David and Jake Lee, and that was too boring. <laughs> I got mm-hmm. two pages in. 1922. So what is 1922 about? 1922 is essentially about um, a farmer. Oh, shit, like, the uh, book is only $5 on uh, Amazon. Um... 
a farmer who's who's been a farmer his entire life. It's about him, his wife, and his son. Um, so him and his wife don't don't get along very well. And then she decides that she's going to leave him. No, okay. She wants everyone to sell the farm and move to the big city. Since he's a farm guy, he doesn't want to do it. So he decides, he said, okay, let's get a divorce. And then she says, fine, I love you anyway. So we can get a divorce, but I'm not, I'm selling my part of the farm and I'm taking my, our son with us. So he doesn't like that. So he concocts a plan to kill his wife. So him and his son can run the farm. And when his son finds a girlfriend who lives in town as well, it makes it easier for him to convince his son to help him kill the wife. They kill the wife, then they hide the body, and essentially um, they put her body in the well. So then there's these rats that start attacking the dead body, and the rats continue to uh, disappear in places randomly. I think it's in his head, essentially. So then um, his son feels guilty about killing the wife. And then, like, his girlfriend notices that he's acting strangely. So then, uh, long story short, uh, the son gets his girlfriend pregnant. And then the dad said, well, I guess you got to leave a girl alone. So then they, they run off together. The son starts robbing banks and things like that. So then, does he kill his son, too? I think he kills his son as well. But essentially, these rats keep appearing, and, and, and they, they keep uh, fucking him over so the rats eventually bite off his bite him in his hand, so he has to cut his, his hand off. And essentially, his son dies as well. And then um, the rats keep following him and, and, and fucking him over. And eventually, the rats and his wife's dead body and his son's zombified body come and, and kill him. It's kind of hard to explain how, why it's good, but it's very uh, what's word looking for at, at atmospheric. Hey Google, define at, atmospheric. Atmospheric, relating to the atmosphere of the Earth, or occasionally another planet. No, so that's not a right turn at time. Yeah, but it's a good movie. This is definitely my sleep of the year. All right, what's your third choice? All right, my third one is Baby Driver. Okay. Um, is that Edgar Wright, or is that the other guy they always talk about? Edgar Wright. So the movie that who's the other guy they always talk about? Uh, that one guy's son. Max Brooks. Yes, Max Landis. Or Max Landis? Who caught that case? Caught that what? A case like all the other people in Hollywood. Oh. Um, but Baby Driver is has a very eclectic mm-hmm. cast of characters in it, yep. including... Um, Our boy John Hamm. Yeah, someone that Evan and myself buy for as a superior actor yes. in the Hollywood scene, um, who I feel does not get enough credit. Nope. Um, I blame his agents. Could potentially play uh, Batman. I'm here for it. Yep. But it still plays one of the greatest characters ever in television history. Facts. That's not an opinion. There's no debating that fact. It's, it's, I'm not saying the greatest. No. One of the greatest. One of the greatest. Top, top five. Yes, I, I agree. agree. I was going to say top five. Um, Undebatable. With Tony Soprano would be one. But you never watched yeah. Sopranos. But yeah, we well. both agree that uh, John, uh, Don Draper is the top five characters of any genre, any television serialized show of all time. But um, on top of that, you have Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx, who is actually one of the weaker yeah, I'm characters. Yeah, I'm not surprised. There. Jamie Foxx was terrible, bro. Um, not Baby Jamie, Driver. Not Jeremy Renner. Uh, it's got uh, who's fucking Punisher? John, John, John Barthol. Is in it. 
um, playing his dickish like character. Yeah, like the same character playing in um, fuck Wolf of Wall Street, probably. Yeah, um, crazy ass type character. Uh, you got that petter ass uh, Kevin Spacey. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> touching on little boys' wieners. <laughs> um, who did a decent job in it for a small part that he had. Uh, I couldn't tell you the main character's name who played I hate that baby. Guy. That's one. Of, that's one of the reasons why I didn't want to see it because I hate that guy. I couldn't even tell you anything else he's done. He's a dude who was on uh, like uh, uh, the cancer movie with that fine bitch from uh, like them uh, from like young adult movies. That fine ass bitch. The fault in our stars. Oh. This kid from that. I couldn't tell you. I had no clue. But I've never seen him before. I've never seen The Fault in Our Stars, though. Yeah, I haven't seen that. It, it, it was all over the news and shit and, like, the uh, televisions. Um, but it, it's essentially just a... It, it's a cool concept, heist, simple movie. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, the main kid plays Baby. Um, he kind of takes care of, like, a elderly blind man, essentially almost like Wade Wilson does in uh, mm-hmm. Deadpool. Blind um, and he made a deal with Kevin Spacey, who's kind of like this mob boss type thing. Like he'll, He's a driver for these bank robberies. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got so many jobs as a favor that he has to do it to, to him for Kevin Spacey helping him out. He gets us a little bit of cut, and he's trying to get out of the game. He falls in love. Curly does way. Essentially. <laughs> um... <laughs> And yes, one more Kevin Spacey tries to get uh, he gets done, and Kevin Spacey pulls him back in um, to it for one last one, kind of. Uh, yep, Carly this way. Uh, does it against his will though? Like he doesn't want to do this last one, but like makes Carly this way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just a just it, it it is a simple movie has a great soundtrack to it. Highly recommend it. It's a stylish, stylized, very well movie. I know you might not like it, but I no, 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 no. I like the uh, character, the kid who plays him. But highly recommend. Yeah, because uh, I, I am interested in watching the movie. Because I do, I do have fondness for movies that have a simple plot, but they're executed beautifully in terms of the dialogue and, and the way it's shot. It did make me sit there and wonder, like, okay, what could what could we have seen in Edgar Wright's Ant Man? Ant Man, because I will say, um. Edgar Wright, to me, has always had a very unique style. Yes. I will say this one was did have a unique style, but was also kind of mainstream mm-hmm. type thing. Because he, he's not typically a mainstream type of... Because uh, Marvel... I, the reason he was fired is Marvel was nervous about moving away from their mold, essentially. Mm-hmm. Which is funny, because right after they did that, they did kind of break away yep. to have kind of... Almost movies have different theme type things, which has been beneficial for them. Because speaking of which, is kind of off topic, but on topic is for show. Uh, Black Panther apparently has the biggest yep. ticket pre ticket sales out of any Marvel. And I'm, I'm kind of wondering if I was buy my tickets now because <laughs> I, I think they're making like it might sell out. I don't. Know, I'm excited. The movie looks badass. It does look badass, and the trailers. To, uh, each trailer gets better and better. Yeah, and then, I mean, did you see the new one that came out this year? Yeah. Um. No, I can't wait for it. Yeah. You know, it's cool. I mean, it's cool that Marvel's actually getting out there, uh, getting like that first like African American black mm-hmm. hero. Um, only thing that kind of annoys me about shit is like when I listen to people like Mark Bernard and talk about it, like, oh my god, this is 
five steps forward and I'm going to have to take a weekend off of work to just, motherfucker, you don't really work. Right. You're right. Right. And then also, um, I don't, I don't fucking, yeah. But I, think, I agree. I think it looks phenomenal. It does. Because um, Ryan Coogler, on his two movies, I've seen one of his movies. I saw Creed. I didn't see Fruitvale Station. But Creed was shot a beautiful. Mm-hmm. Creed was a beautiful fucking movie. And from the looks of this, it shot even better. Yeah. I want to see that Fruitvale Nation, the Station, I, too. Because the people said it was good. I, I don't like what it's about. I, I hate seeing movies like that, personally. And then, two, Michael B. Jordan cannot act. Creed was good despite his bad acting, but... Fruitville Station is a smaller movie. It's yeah. even smaller than Creed was. It takes place in like, oh, oh, it's like real time, basically. Now, does it make you nervous that uh, Cooler's not back for Creed 2? Yes. But they did not, because they said uh, it was going to be Stallone. Was and, now, uh, and that's not the case anymore. Yep. It, it is one of, uh, is Ryan Cooler's friend, who I've never heard of. Apparently, like, he, let me pull it up real quick. Yeah, I want to see what else he's done. He does some short films. But I think that Ryan Coogler and Aaron Covington are still writing this one, but like and and Stephen Capel Jr. Yeah, but I, I don't know what what he's doing to where he can't do Creed too, or maybe like it is like sequels. Um, no, because I think he was set to do it. I think, but like, like, I think got to the point of he got to be a big name. Star. Oh, let's see. Director. Yeah, what's he doing this thing? So Black Panther in 2018 and yeah. Long Answer, which is another answer. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, because that's like his muse. Like that's uh, Ryan Coogler is is fucking. Martin. Oh, I know why it is. Why? Because they're even though the movie's done and it comes out next month, they're in the beginning stages of pre all the pre production everything, and he's still, he's got to go do. Good point. Post and press. And yep, and like that probably. But I'm sure there's some sort of contract with Marvel. Like, yeah, that's the only problem with Marvel. You get into it, and it's cool that he's putting his stamp on it and making a unique Marvel film. But Marvel owns his fucking ass now. Um, but essentially, Michael B. Jordan is his Leo DiCaprio. Yes. Or De Niro, or. But yeah, uh, Michael B. Jordan is not a good actor. I don't mind him. I don't. I, I don't have the issues that you have with him. Um, you know why? And like we're right closing this, we talk about moves and everything. I figured out why. What, what my problem with his acting is, he plays very masculine roles and t- kind of tough guy roles when he's clearly a homosexual. By his voice, he has a girl voice. <laughs> Who's next? Who could have not saying that all homosexuals have girly voices. I'm saying in this case, <laughs> Michael B. Jordan is clearly a homosexual. I don't know. So I think because he's clearly a homosexual, uh, he, he has a problem doing a tough guy roles. And it, it, and it seems artificial to me because in Creed, every time you try to be like, look at me, I'm tough. Like, I'm not buying you being tough, bro. Yeah. Before he starts talking, you can see it, but then he opens up the mouth like, bro, you don't have a tough voice. I am happy that. Your car. As much as I like Stallone, I'm happy he's not directing it. Yeah. And, but me watching the, the four Rocket movies in the last week, I kind of, I kind of, I've been the same way, but he, he did a good job with Rocky 2, 3, and 4. He did, but I'll tell you why. I don't want it to be another Rocky movie. 
I like I like it being, I like it being a spinoff of Rocky yes, with Rock with the character. Cy has an ego, and he, he'll make it all about him. So I'm not saying he couldn't do a good job, but I don't want to see Rocky all of a sudden coming. The amount that Rocky was that Stallone was in it mm-hmm. was good. I'm yeah. glad they didn't kill him. Yep, me too. And the Creed, um, which you, you almost thought sat there and thought for a minute. You definitely did. But uh, um, I don't. know. I'll be interested. And I hope that. They don't try to follow the same template as the uh, Rocky Four uh, of the other Rocky because oh. Rocky Two, Three, and Four had a, a template, and if Rocky One and Creed One are the same movie. It is. That's the only fault it has. It followed the it followed the Marvel yep. uh, mainstream. So I hope that Creed that Two isn't. I hope that Creed Two isn't Rocky Two. I hope they branch off now. Well, it couldn't it? Well, it can't be because it's not the same person he's fighting. They're bringing the Russian in. I hope it's oh. not. It's the Russians. It's Drago's son. That's kind of dumb. Is the villain or the person he's fighting? Which is kind of dumb. I think it's kind of cool to bring it back into the series. I do too, but, but I hope they don't follow and just say, "Okay, we're taking this Creed or this Rocky Four script and doing." Yeah, but here's the thing, though. I like it for some fact because there was the Russian that killed. It's his son. <laughs> his son didn't kill uh, Apollo Creed. Yeah, but uh, Drago's in the movie too. And, and Drago didn't have anything against Apollo Creed. He just, if he dies, he dies. He killed him in the match. Yeah, but he killed him. He didn't. It was like, like he was trying to kill him. He was just trying to kill him because he's so tough. <laughs> Which is why I think Rocky's going to die in Rocky 4, too. I don't see how he, Rocky beat him. Rocky Scary. always barely wins, if you notice in the Rocky movies. He barely wins every fight. Oh. <laughs> All right. Yep. Uh, I'm going to say pick a few movies real quick that. As your honorable mentions. No, I'm gonna do a little something a little bit different. Okay. I'm gonna say movies I wanted to see that didn't get you. Okay, fair enough. enough. So I'm gonna look. I'm looking at the top 100 movies of 2018. Star Wars scene. I'll, I'll throw honorable mentions in there too. Guardians of the Galaxy 2, great movie. Liked. I know you haven't seen it. One of these days. So, so that's honorable mention. Honorable mention. Gotcha, okay. Um, Thor for me. It, it, Spider-Man: Homecoming. I'm gonna mention. throw all three Marvel movies in there. Okay. Thor, Home, Spider-Man, and the Guardians of the Galaxy. It for me as a uh, honorable mention. Which I, I kind of want to see it. it? I kind of want to see it. Well, it's not an honorable mention. That's what you want to see then, right? Yeah, because I haven't seen. Yes, I'm sorry. Well, yes, correct. It correct. was. An, I'll put it as an honorable mention. I don't to have me. any any, any uh, honorable mention. Um, Justice League. Was honorable mention. Yes, I. Agree. I enjoyed it. I agree. Yep. Not a great movie by any means. I enjoyed watching it. Yeah. Um, I wanted to see Jumanji, never got a chance to. Yeah, I had no interest in that. Um, Dunkirk, I'll throw as an honorable mention. Beautifully shot movie. I want to see that. Is that on streaming anywhere? Yeah, it just came out. Well, is it streaming legally yet anywhere? Um, no. Okay. But it's on sale for $12.99 on really? iTunes right now. That's not bad. Um, Kong Skull Island, I'll throw back in as a. Yeah. Honorable mention. Honorable mention for me is Slight, which it probably should have been in my top three. Sight was really good. Which one was that? Sight was like the uh, basically Static Shock, but not Static Shock. Like the black kid that had the uh, powers and shit. I remember you talking about that. It's a really good movie, especially for it was it was filmed for under a million dollars, and you can't tell. Hmm. Split, I'll throw as an honorable yeah. mention. And that's what that I want to say. It is revitalized the unbre- Unbreakable uh, franchise. Yep, yep. yep. Um, I'm gonna have to end up giving my worst ones too. Yeah, I, I didn't see that many bad movies this year. I know there's a few more. 
I wanted to see The Big Sick. I never got a chance to. I heard it was yeah, a good movie. I have no yeah. Um, yeah. I hear you, but I have no interest in that movie whatsoever. There's another one on here. Where the fuck is it? Just oh, Shape of Water I really wanted to see. Yes, I agree. Yep. That's actually up there as one of my ones I want to see the most. Mm-hmm. And The Disaster Artist. Yes. Um, almost throw that god-awful Transformer movie that came out this year. <laughs> As one of the worst movies, I'll even put worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> there aren't too many times I watch a movie and then get done and be like, when I look at something like I didn't understand what we just watched. Is it just me or was I just not paying attention? That was me with like Glass Transformers. Horrible. Yeah, I believe it. My uh, well, the girl that I was seeing at that time saw it because she loved those movies. Said it was the best movie she saw last year. That's why I knew things weren't going to work. <laughs> <laughs> and the mummy, mummy was pretty bad. Yeah, and I wanted was pretty. Bad. I wanted to like the mummy. That was the be- that's the only difference. I didn't care whether I was gonna like yeah. or not or dislike Transformers. I wanted to like the mummy. I literally uh, had sex with a woman to not finish watching that movie because it was so bad. Like man, the mummy. Yeah, I was like, you know what? I, I'm not gonna have sex with this girl. Man, I'm be- I'm gonna be a good guy. I'm not gonna try to fuck. This me. I'm just gonna be a regular guy watching the movie. You know, like uh, I got something to not watch. Now watch the movie. Let me try to play with that pool. I mean, but a good pussy though. Much better than that terrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> that movie was that probably the worst movie I saw last year. It was like really bad, like really like seriously, not hopping on the bandwagon, but it was a really bad movie. It was a movie that began and killed the <laughs> franchise. Yes, and that's the other thing. As the reason, other reason I was disappointed by it. I was really excited for that Where you? extended universe. I thought it was a cool concept to bring back the Universal monsters. I did too, but I felt for, from the beginning that it was too forced. You can't force that initially, and and, and they proved you can't force it. Shape of Water, I really want to see. Like, I don't I've heard nothing but good things about, and that's almost. I think that was almost supposed to be. I think they just changed it out because it's basically the creature from the Black Lagoon. Yep, yep, yep. Now is that? It, but that's still that's still in theaters, isn't it? Yeah, that came out end of the year. That and Disaster Arts, but they're smaller movies, so yeah, because probably aren't, aren't even planning around here. No. All right, but um, until our path next meet. Oh, let's give it another. Oh, sorry. All right. Minute and ten seconds. Let's hit the. Well, oh, we so we successfully just recorded the longest episode of True Stories based on fiction, ever. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going through and looking. Oh, at. really? Unless it was in the last, we've done over two hour, two and a half hours in the last five episodes or something like that. Nope. Let's say some of the earlier we've had some hour and like I don't think we've done anything over two hours. Really. And this might be, if Randy uh, says this part is going to be even longer, then I have an outro, too. So it might be a good inaugural one for uh, potentially going on YouTube if I can figure that shit out. Uh, what, what I'm trying to see is... is, is don't get used to this, though. No, this because it's 2018 don't mean you're getting two and a half hour episodes. We've ever. recorded longer, but I think Randy broke them up. Yes. Because I know that we have records where I've seen like two hours later. Yeah, but it's going to be one, one solid episode. Yeah, because it's too much work to break it up, and I'm not going to do it. I, I do the laissez-faire editing style. This ain't R- RBJ Studios. Right, this is EBJ <laughs> Studios on the ground. Where's my fucking Flickster app, bro? I'm trying to see. They uh, got rid of Flickster. Oh, did they? Mm-hmm. I think so. Because of Rotten Tomatoes and shit? Uh, I think you know, Flickster just folded. Mm-hmm. All right, takes on out. We hit two hours and 30 minutes. All right. Uh, until our paths next meet, we'll be here. A couple of guys telling true stories based on fiction. We still need that new outro. Yeah, Happy 2018, motherfuckers. That's an ongoing joke now. Could we have it? <laughs>